Wow, I never knew Seamus Coughlin just interviewed the governor of Michigan. Shouts yeah, out to him and all was, the incredible stuff that he's doing. Well, it was a good conversation. Back. I don't yeah, agree listen, with Whitmer listen, on listen, everything, we, we, but if I'm going to do the introduction here, listen, you know, I'll take it, it. Insult first, introduction second, and then you could have your comeback. Wow, <laughs> beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Lukardowski here of the best political show.com. As of course, we have a lot of absolutely crazy news to get into, as we're going to have a pack house with some really incredible awesome individuals as of course the news doesn't stop we have a new hampshire primary we got some crazy news coming from Cary lake as well from texas where it looks like that state is disavowing and defying the u.s supreme court and the federal government what does this mean will you have to take a shot if we say that one specific word that that beanie guy says well Probably. We're going to be discussing that plus a lot more all for the next two hours. So make sure you share this broadcast with your friends and family members as, of course, you too get to participate in this conversation. And one way that you guys get to do that is by signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com. And by doing so, you get the special ability to actually call into the show and show us and ask us whatever you want. You also get a lot of different offers of value. Again, signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com. It's quick, it's easy, it's simple. The link is down in the description below. And if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? As of course, another way to participate is through my super chats. Com, a website that, of course, only does a 3% service charge. YouTube, Rumble, uh, YouTube, uh, Super Chats, 30%. MySuperChats.com, just 3%. And your text actually shows up on screen. You get to say whatever you want, as, of course, we will be reading any and all Super Chats during the proceedings during the show. As, of course, we have some very interesting characters here, to say the least. One of them is late. One of them is is here and won't leave. I don't know what what's this guy's problem. I'm not going. I, I, yeah, I I, I saw I got, him outside I got past sleeping. The wire. I, I saw him outside sleeping sleeping in his car, and I'm like, I gotta help this poor guy. And now he won't. He just won't leave. Weird guy sleeping in the car. What's your name? I got past the barbed wire. I claimed asylum. This is where I stay now. <laughs> you gonna do something about that? You gonna try to do something about that? Listen, this is this is Florida here, not Kami Florida. You, you know, this is this is well. A let totally me tell you about what's though. happening in Texas. They're a free state too, my friend. But you know, when the federal government comes in and says you have to let trespassers stay and you can't do anything to keep them out, then you're kind of SOL, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that, is, that's the federal is my laws. Studio now, you, you gotta, this, you, my studio now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Seamus Coglin, host of the Worst Political Show If you guys want to check. Check that out. I make Great animated website. cartoons uh, at a, a little animated channel called Freedom Tunes. See that? Got it right on my tie. It was a Christmas present I got this year. Very amped about it. Very nice. Do you have something to say? I, I was, was, was going to say, um, we, I got to save this comment for Rumble. Uh, <laughs> I'll save this I comment think, for Rumble. I think Rumble. many comments will be saved uh, for I Rumble. I have something to say. Always a cheap shot. Always something inappropriate. Yeah. It's very sickening. I'm glad to be here. It's great to see Clint. And uh, <laughs> I was just, I was just how, waiting how you, for an insult. How you doing, Luke? I'm doing good. We're still waiting for uh, James O'Keefe. He's a little late, even though he's he's like staying here with us. So uh, yeah, that happened. He's gonna come in any moment, and of course introduce it's been, himself. It's been a big slumber party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has been. We got a lot of other crazy people coming into town <laughs> as well. We're gonna have Ben Stewart coming on the show this week as well. Rectonwald, Drew, outstanding, and of course this very uh, handsome uh, young man who is here you. in studio with Thank us. You. Look at that. Look at that young man. <laughs> Appreciate Look at that. 
Look at that. Yes, this is the, the resemblance is absolutely uncanny. He's such a looker. Steph and Clint are here. Clint, how are you guys doing? I, I'm good. This has been the longest intro ever. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown. You can follow me on X at Liberty Lockpot. If you want to support my work, you can subscribe over there. I'll follow you back. Uh, what else? I'm a host of Tower Gang, and I'm also a candidate for the vice presidency of the United States underneath the Libertarian banner. Now, that sounded crazy until you said underneath the Libertarian banner. Yeah. And now I can believe it. Now I'm you're like, like, you're I can like see no, why that... they allowed him to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, 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 we yeah. And we're gonna have Rechtenwald on the show uh, tomorrow, six he, p.m. Eastern, and yeah. he's going to be. I, I think he's the front runner for the Libertarian ticket as well. I, I think it's a two or three man race, but he's definitely up at the top, so that'll be an interesting one. And we got Steph in the building. Hi everyone, Steph. We are changed, ready to go. All right, let's get into this uh, first story. And that is what is happening right now in New Hampshire as the primaries are underway, as a lot of people expect Donald Trump to become the victor here and uh, essentially solidify his road for the 2024 presidency. As a lot of people are saying that this is a larger race between the establishment and the anti-establishment. We had the Daily Mail specifically say that this was going to be a very determining factor for the Republican presidential party, seeing if it's it's going to go of the ways of the Dick Cheney, of the George W. Bushes, of the John McCain's, or if it's going to go towards more of the Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tucker Carlson route. And I, and I think it's pretty clear. Um, a lot of people aren't really happy with the old guard That's that, right. of course, messed everything up back all the way in 2000 and had all the positions of power and then screwed everyone over, indebted this country, started many wars, and led us to... Barack Obama, that, that of course wouldn't be in a position of power if the Republicans actually were a, at least a little bit competent. That's right. What do you guys think of uh, this New Hampshire primary? What are your kind of predictions here? And, and what is your kind of larger kind of uh, representation of everything that you're seeing unfold here? Well, just to speak to some of the broader issues that you touched on there, uh, I would say, firstly, it goes back further back than 2000. Obviously, you go back to the Reagan era and even prior. There yeah, so Reagan, horrible. He banned machine guns, that son of a gun. machine guns, no fault divorce, right? He was certainly not this you know perfect conservative hero as he's often worshipped to be by the old Republican Party. He was I'll a also statist say that tyrant. It seems to be the case. It seems to be the case that while of course the establishment wants to preserve its own power, when you look at the actual voting patterns and popular choices of Republican Party members, the New Guard, the MAGA movement, the populist movement seems to be much more successful. Donald Trump is crushing in all of the polls. He crushed in the uh, Iowa caucus. And when you look at people like Vivek Ramaswamy, for example, yes, he did get a very small percentage of the vote. I was sad to see him drop out. However, that's likely due to the fact that most of the people who like Ramaswamy like Trump more. And if this was a race where Trump was not president, and it was Ramaswamy versus everybody else without that Trump alternative, I think he absolutely would have crushed. Yeah. And when you look at the kind of larger war of wards that, are, that is happening right now, you see the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, coming out and saying Trump is of advanced age. And of course, Donald Trump responded on truth by saying, quote, why does Fox keep putting New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu on? Every time I mention his name at a rally, they boo like crazy. He's all jacked up on something, but he ran for president without having the courage to announce and did really poorly. 
to have this loser on so much is really bad TV. <laughs> and uh, yeah, another pretty uh, epic burn by uh, Donald Trump, who hasn't uh, has doesn't have a lot of um, you know favorable coverage by by Fox News, which no. is interesting since Fox News is supposed to represent the kind of right wing political ideology. And uh, it, it's fair to say that that Fox News is betting a lot of money on uh, not having uh, Donald Trump as the president of the United States. There's even some rumors uh, that I heard kind of swirling around that the laying off of Tucker Carlson wasn't just because of Big Pharma, but predominantly because Fox News really didn't want to see Donald Trump become the president again. And if you have the number one show on your network, literally going up against everyone else, especially Ron DeSantis, especially Nikki Haley, and, and, and laying down a smackdown on them, just like Tucker Carlson was, there's no way that they could ever uh, beat Donald Trump when you have such uh, real news coverage and and political partisanship by, by Tucker Carlson. So th- there, there's those rumors going around, which kind of looking back at it does kind of make sense that they would do this. What do you guys think? Well, and, and guess what? Even with them shelving Tucker Carlson, they still couldn't get Nikki Haley over the finish line. That's right. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so you gave up on tens of millions of dollars in ad revenue and you still got trumped. I love it. Uh, but to, to get back into the New Hampshire primary, the big concern is that my understanding is you do not have to be registered into a, into a party in order to cast your vote in New Hampshire. So the expectation is that there's going to be a tremendous amount of Democrats that are hitting the polls tonight to cast their vote for Nikki Haley because Democrats, once again, are trying to prove to me that they are the spawn of Satan and that... Mm-hmm. Even in the GOP side, they want there to be a warmonger, so I have no options between the duopoly whatsoever. It's horrible. Yeah, on the show, I specifically said this is not a race between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. This is this is a, a race for who is going to be starting World War Three. <laughs> this is this is a race of 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 of, of grand proportions of, of a lot of the big money interests pulling everything they can, all the advertisements, all the special interest group, all the military industrial complex, all the people who are, who are even a part of the Democratic establishment saying, please, Nikki, take out Donald Trump. And uh, Donald Trump still is coming out on top on, on all these polls. And how frustrating must it be to be one of these individuals? As, of course, if, if this doesn't work, how else are they going to be trying to stop Donald Trump from here is the question that I'm kind of asking myself. Oh, you know what they're going to try to do to stop Donald Trump, man. They're going to keep trying to bring him up on these, pun intended, trumped-up charges. They're going to try to lock the man up. They're going to try to remove him from the race in any way possible. Uh, this is what uh, I, I said when we were at your other studio a few months ago doing TimCast. There's several layers to the way they maintain their hegemonic control, and the outermost layer is the media and that's basically their first resort their their barbed wire so to speak the thing that they really don't want people to get past initially and what the media is there to do is call people names when they stand up to the establishment and then ideally that person's character is sufficiently assassinated and they're not really able to achieve anything within the political realm well that stopped working people don't really listen to the media anymore so then what's the next step well now you have to have lawfare because people aren't being silenced by the media throwing mean labels at them so the, the government actually needs to step in and shut these people up in a much more blunt way. And then if that does not work, I will let you (laughs) leave to your imagination what the next step is at that point. And, you know, people will say things like, when somebody is uh, killed, for example, or they're assassinated, you create a martyr, right? The reality is the media does understand this. The government does understand this. However, that's why it's a last resort. 
That's why it's a last resort for that kind of thing to happen. People will look at this as if it's some crazy, kooky conspiracy theory to say that the deep state or anyone involved in the, the channels of power would have a president assassinated. Here's a fun story for everyone. This is something I learned uh, several months ago in my research. It's something that not many people know, certainly something I didn't know. There's actually two official government reports on the JFK assassination. People think that the official story on the JFK assassination from the federal government is the Warren report. And it's true that that's one official narrative that was released pretty immediately after the assassination. What people don't know is that there was actually a second official government document produced in 1976 during the 1976 House Select Committee on Assassinations. And what the House Select Committee on Assassinations found was that the JFK assassination was, in their words, most likely a conspiracy or probably a conspiracy. Now, they didn't say it was the mob or it was the CIA or it was the Russians, but they said there probably was some kind of conspiracy there, which means our government has acknowledged that a president has been assassinated likely as part of a conspiracy. So the idea that that couldn't possibly happen again is totally naive. And so much of this normalcy bias that people have involves looking at the past, seeing what the federal government has either admitted to doing or what certain committees have found in their investigations, and then saying, yeah, we know they did that in the past or they were capable of that in the past or that was a plausible possibility in the past, but that would never happen again. That could simply never happen again. Our government's full of good people who would never do anything horrible. Well, why? How many how many children have been starved to death in Yemen, for example, right? By people who've never even been hungry a single time in their lives. You're gonna tell me that that the people who are foaming at the mouth for an opportunity to slaughter more unborn children and who scream to the heavens every single time uh, abortion is restricted have some sacred uh, obligation in their own hearts and minds to protect human life. Yeah, it's insane. I, I, I completely agree with your assessment. It, it is bizarre how people are that they're like, they'll acknowledge you know, you got COINTELPRO and you got Gladio and you got all these other examples, like provable examples of absolutely horrific things that our government has done within not maybe my lifetime, but certainly within my parents' lifetime. And and people just go, yeah, but they shut that switch. They, they hit that. That light switch got shut off a while ago. It's like, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, the it party didn't. switched, Clint. Yeah, all of the bad people and criminals left the government. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, no, no, no. If anything, it got amped up. And all you yeah. have to do is look at the past three years, the psychological warfare that we've been experiencing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you could think at all that this hasn't actually worsened. It, just look at what happened with J6 and, and that the whole, I can't even talk about it. We'll save it for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. CIA did all these horrible illegal actions, violating people's human rights, torturing people, killing people that they were never held accountable for, while also drug trafficking. Trafficking and human trafficking small children, but they definitely aren't doing it no, now, right, guys? And this is another point that I want to make because what I was doing earlier was pointing to the possibility that there could be nefarious, uh, you know, behaviors behind the scenes that would lead to the death of famous political leaders. And people could say that and go, "Oh my gosh, you're saying that the government's literally going to directly assassinate somebody." But let me just put it this way: every single time Donald Trump said anything negative about the media, what did the corporate press respond with? "You are making our lives unsafe. This is stochastic terrorism." Every single time you criticize us, you are increasing the probability that some unhinged lunatic is going to come kill one of us. Okay, so when the media is constantly saying that Donald Trump is a would-be fascist dictator and we need to put him in prison and stop him by any means necessary, do you think that could possibly inspire some lunatic to try to take his life? It absolutely could. It absolutely could. And we shouldn't pretend that that's not possible and we shouldn't pretend that that's something that nobody in the channels of power wants. Well, see, this is the danger is that once they're psychological warfare stops working, once their coercive power stops working, then it becomes force force. 
Like that's right. And, and I and I fear that's that's where we're headed. And actually, uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into it shortly. But the example with Texas right now, where you have the feds that are challenging the National Guard of Texas states rights, they're trying to defend their own border. It's like you have you have so many flashpoints for a potential beanie man catchphrase uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that I'm, I'm really, really concerned that this next 12 months is going to be the most perilous time uh, if not in American history, certainly in my lifetime. Well, and I- I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you also point out that it's something you're fearful of because every time this is discussed, the way our opponents respond to it is by suggesting that we're somehow gleeful at the possibility of this happening. Couldn't be further from it the truth. It could not be further from the truth. It would be unfathomably ugly if that ever happened. Yep. Yeah, and what they're capable of doing, we can't even possibly imagine because of just how far they've gone previously beforehand as we e- even have the latest revelations specifically of what happened with, of course, James, uh, you got to move one chair to the right. Oh. And I'm sorry, you have to sit next to this uh, potato guy. But, Hold on a second. Uh, that's, you're, that's, James that's, O'Keefe? Yes. You're sorry James yeah. O'Keefe has to sit next to an <laughs> ethnically Irish person? Well, no, well, well, no, no, I, I didn't say I didn't say Irish person. Said I, I said potato person. merchant. You're uh, slurring to, to both be, to be clear here. A spud, a spud by one of my subjects. Clint, if you can, move the camera a little bit so we could align everyone here. But, of course, James O'Keefe is here. Good to see Welcome you, man. to Miami traffic. I, I hope just, it was just as wonderful I as would, you imagine it to be. That was I came from Delray, and it was like an hour and a half, and I was standing in your driveway on the phone recording a conversation with a subject trying to get more information. And, of course, he calls me right as I'm walking into your studio. That's you are always happens. working, man. No, he is. Like, 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 like we've yeah. been we've been hanging out it's, for the last few days, and it's I've just like work, 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 work. For five seconds, it's it's like one of these stories just takes the amount of work that goes into one freaking video, and now I'm doing yeah. it every Wednesday. So I've, I've wow. just told my staff of twelve people we are going to do a story every Wednesday. Good for you. So that's like a deadline. So I'm on the phone in your driveway, trying to. I'm I'm undercover on the phone. The dude thinks that he's. Like we're we're on some type of like date thing, and I'm trying to get information out of him, and he's like, "But you sound like a reporter." I'm like, "No, I just want you to trust me." And then he goes back to trusting me. So it's weird; these people never get it. What, so what if he's watching this right now? He's like, "I'm going to tune into my favorite podcast in the world right now." Well, you're <laughs> he's like, "When I want to see what the opposition thinks, I tune into Luke's like podcast." Where we tune into the best political it's like show. Your cartoon yeah. at the end when he when the subject calls back the guy who stung him. It's like, honey. You're never going to believe what <laughs> happened right. to me today. <laughs> and, and then the guy goes, what does he say at the end? Oh, come on, man. Yeah, like, well, it, so part of the reason that cartoon was expired, uh, inspired is I was watching the Pfizer leaks, and I thought it was so hilarious that there was this point in the video, and I, I've seen this in some of your videos before, where you have these, these great uh, journalists, and they're very good at acting, but it's almost those moments where they kind of slip up, and their acting is a little cheesy where they end up the, the 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 person ends up revealing the most like it was ridiculous i remember there's one moment where the person was like well isn't it bad that you're doing what you're doing they're like yes it's awful and i love doing it and here's the list of all of the names of everyone who's involved with it with me i was like my goodness and then that was the yeah. guy who ended up freaking out at yeah. the jordan pizza place. walker yeah jordan walker yeah. It, it, it's almost as as if these people have a guilty conscience it, it's almost, almost as if they did something really bad but even that, this that, guy yeah. was his lips were a little sealed. I'm trying to get him to divulge a piece of it, a specific piece of information, and his lips are sealed, and he won't. He's like, I, I can't, I just can't tell you that. I'm like, come on. So there are, there's, this is uh, the subject you'll see tomorrow. This is so, <laughs> this is like, you know, like Epstein lists stuff. This is so 
sensitive that even off the record or even in an undercover context, they don't even want to say what it is. So Can I tough. ask how well, much you're able to say about this story right well, now? No, don't say anything okay. no, uh, from my point of view. Tell us about the last story yeah. you did. We're going to get into that in, in just a little bit. Right now we're, we're discussing uh, the New Hampshire primaries, yes, New Hampshire and, primaries and the establishment not really being happy with Donald Trump. Axios has a very uh, different article as they released uh, a story today talking about how there's uh, many Democrats, specifically Joe Biden, how... They want Donald Trump to win, just like Hillary Clinton did in 2016, calling him essentially a Pied Piper candidate right. that she actually helped put in a position of power that essentially led to his presidency. The Daily Mail has this article saying Biden team wants Trump to win big in New Hampshire so the general election can begin on Wednesday I've as internal data shows that will energize Democratic donors and voters. Now, there, there are some people on the DeSantis camp and on, uh, in the Republican Party saying, hey, anybody but Donald Trump, because he, he's going to galvanize so many, so many people to hate him. Uh, what do you guys make of that particular argument? And do you really think Joe Biden is excited about going up against Donald Trump? Because uh, the poll numbers don't really show any kind of favorability here for, for Biden at all, no matter who's running against him. Well, here's what I'll say about it. It's clear that the voters of the Republican Party have chosen Donald Trump. They are choosing Donald Trump. And look, things can change between now and when the party officially chooses their nominee. But for the establishment to say, even though our voters clearly want this, we just don't think he's a pragmatic enough candidate and a lot of people are going to vote against him, totally defeats the purpose of having a political party in a democratic system. I think I think the Honestly, uh, clearly he's going to get the nomination. I, I think there's a chance that Nikki Haley drops out by tomorrow. Like it could be that that soon or that imminent. Um, my my concern or what I want to see is that Donald Trump surrounds himself with the the new guard, the people that are actually pushing the envelope on things that the dissident right cares about. He credited Vivek Ramaswamy last night with uh, you know educating him as to the perils of a central bank digital currency. I, I never thought in my lifetime I would hear Donald Trump say CBDC. Like I didn't think that was even a possibility. So. If he can demonstrate that he is actually learning from his first go around, I think that he will galvanize the dissident right in a way that gets him over the finish line. And for the Biden uh, team to be saying that they they would prefer to run against Trump, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. And in, in reality, I don't even think Biden's going to be the candidate. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, Donald Trump also made very similar statements saying that Biden probably will be dropping out, and, and he probably will. The guy could barely hold his ish together. Didn't the, the, the guy, the guy yeah. could barely freaking stand. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting because I, I think the, the real people that Trump should be going after are all the people who don't vote, are all the people who are undecided, are all the people who are just watching and don't really like to get involved in politics. But now, because of Bidenomics, because of the Build Back Better World Economic Forum kind of globalist agenda, they want to get involved because they're seeing the absolute wrecking ball that's been introduced into their lives through these horrible, awful policies. James, I don't know what you're seeing or what your pulse is on the ground because mm. you talk to a lot of people in our circle, but you also yeah. talk to a lot of normies through your investigative yes. journalism. Mostly normies. What, what, what do you make of the NPC normie kind of mindset? Where Where's their like vibration at? Where are they at politically? And, <laughs> and, and how are you seeing everything unfold it's from them? A, it's a good question. Kind of, I was just talking about this today. Did you see the clip recently at the border? Everyone's talking about the border now with these these two guys saying uh, that oh, you'll know who I am soon. Do you yep. see this oh, viral yeah, yeah, clip yeah, yeah, yeah. That, where these, these two guys said, oh, you'll know who we are. And and oh, we know who he is now. I mean, and, and, and someone, this is uh, 
this is a, this actually, this is a political astute guy. I bet the FBI already knows. And then I was like, well, maybe and, I should send this to the FBI. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. Like, I can't send that to the FBI. And then that whole thing where, ooh, we can't send this to the FBI. Like, I can't co contact law enforcement because we don't trust law enforcement. Mm -hmm. it, that the center cannot hold the institutions of this country, the organizations, the people that work for these organizations, whether it be Delta Airlines, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the United States government, or Target, or IBM, that they're falling apart because the people inside don't are not loyal. The mission is no longer the mission. So my, what I'm seeing, Luke, is um, I don't know what that's going to lead to. It, I, I think Trump will get elected. But beyond elections, there's something happening in the cultural zeitgeist of this country where people on the inside of these institutions are so upset, so angry about what's happening that they're willing to do things they never did before. Yeah, we, ha we actually have the video that you mentioned. We'll play a few seconds of it right now because it's a pretty short one. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Ah, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement. The entitlement. No, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, there's guys. Clint, go ahead. Yeah, there's a there's a viral uh, TikTok that's going around right now, as well as other tweets that are that are alleging that this is a Azer, uh, a terrorist from Azerbaijan who spent 12 years in prison, and they they believe that they've identified who he is. So if that's the case, we have a guy who's not only like a known terrorist who spent a dozen years in prison, but is now coming across and bragging about how we're going to know who he is soon. This is the Biden administration policy in action. It's insanity. Well, we don't know exactly who this guy is as, as of yet, True. right? It hasn't been verified. We, we don't have a, a direct kind of um, link here. So we got to be careful with, with how we kind of uh, express those opinions because it could be just a random guy as well. But, but, it, but it's fair to say that, that when you have an open border, when you're literally fighting and having emergency meetings at the Supreme Court to demand more people just get to walk into this country that the people walking into this country who are not being vetted, who are not being checked, who don't even have identifications most of the freaking time, uh, that, that those individuals could be anyone and everyone. And if you were someone who had, you know, um, uh, something that you wanted to, to have a vendetta against the United States about, say, you're someone maybe in, uh, you know, Yemen or maybe another part of the world that's pissed off with uh, American foreign policy or like, you know, the foreign policy in Somalia. Um, let's just say that uh, this is leaving uh, America in a very vulnerable situation, as even admitted by the FBI that came out and said, hey, there's a, there's a lot of potential for a lot of trouble here, even though we're focusing on Donald Trump supporters and uh, parent teacher school conferences and individuals who are concerned about uh, unuse at NASCAR. That's literally where the FBI is sending their resources. And oh, yeah, let's wait. Uh, let's also, uh, you know, uh, storm down and break down the door of uh, James O'Keefe when he's working on stories that he was given to that uh, the FBI now verified and is true surrounding Joe Biden and his daughter and some very inappropriate activities in the shower. James, you were the, the FBI, target. Hold on. Yeah. Can I just I'm sorry. The FBI actually verified that was true because for a long time, all the establishment was saying is we fact check this and it's false. Well, it turns out I th I'm a better journalist than I thought I was because I did not run that diary because I wasn't 100% certain that it was real. Or and you didn't have it verified. You didn't have a second source that could well, prove it. I, yeah. I didn't. It's like, I, okay, she was on drugs and in rehab. Okay, she wrote some things in a book, but I don't know if it's true what she wrote. But I guess I'm a better journalist than I thought I was because when the FBI took a battering ram to my door, they kind of verified that it was a real thing and that it was actually Ashley Biden's because can you imagine the FBI 
banging down. Yeah. Since when does the FBI investigate abandoned diaries? Yeah. That's not even a petty misdemeanor in a county court. Let, I mean, it's a good point. What was the allegation that you had stolen it? That I transported it across state lines. That but, I transported stolen property across oh, state lines. Oh, stolen, okay. But, That's but, wild. But, but it's not illegal for a journalist to transport a stolen document that someone, even if, it, I don't know that it was stolen, but let's presume it was it was by somebody else. Sure. I didn't steal it. Right. And, and, if, and it's also like journalists transport stolen documents across state lines every day. That's what journalists do. That's what the Pentagon Papers is. That's what, it, the whole thing is just, it's just so ridiculous. Do you think that, that since Julian Assange's treatment that it has sent a chill across the journalism field and that's mm. why you're the only one doing well, journalism? Look what, ha- look what happened to Gonzalo Lira as well. And if you can't, James, you can put your microphone down a little oh, bit as well because it's, it, it's blocking yourself, your, your, your face. But but it, it, it is a chilling effect because you yeah. see what happened to Assange. You see what happened to you. You see what happened to Gonzalo Lira. Uh, you see what's happening to all these other individuals. A lot of people are like, I don't want to deal with any and of Assange, this. And Assange, yeah. the indictment said that he was hacking. I don't remember exactly what he was like encouraging Manning to look into the thing. Yes. And it's like that line in the indictment where he's encouraging the source to get more information. But that's a slippery slope because all the newspapers do that with their national security sources. And I do think it's chilled people out. But now you have this this, this building tension in American society where people on the inside of the institutions have no recourse. They have That's what I'm feeling, Luke. The people inside the Border Patrol, 99% is what the Border Patrol agent insider told me hate their jobs, hate their lives, and hate their mission. I said, so why are you doing it? The paycheck and the pension, baby. Yep. We need that money. Money makes people do things they don't want to do. Well, yep. give, given I, that- I mean, I mean, the, the same thing that you're describing is, is something that I experienced when I got drunk with the White House press corps. And the conversation was, was again, I got to do what I got to do. I got to pay the mortgage. Wow. I got to make, make sure that I take care of my family and I got to do what I got to do. They, de- to tell, they tell me what to do. They tell me what to read and I do it every day. And th- these, are, these are the top journalists inside of the United States at the frickin' White House. Um, and we just had a, fr- we stood up to like five o'clock in the morning getting hammered. And did you I, record it? No, I did not. We went uh, off the record, and there's he some. Thought he did, you <laughs> know, at the time he was like, "I was gonna hit his record by my phone." And, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, I was I was drunk too. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, but but there's other things that they uh, told me as well that was off the record that I respected. Understood. Um, well, I yeah. get I get you know I'm not I'm not even a journalist. I just have my show Liberty Lockdown, and I will have people that will uh, just listeners of mine that are airline pilots or work for the police or work in the government. And they're constantly trying to feed me information. And I feel like it's maybe it's because of my, my show name. It makes it sound like I would be <laughs> just just releasing all of this information. But basically what I'm saying is I think that because the institutions are so corrupt, you have a lot, a lot of people that want to stay quiet publicly, but they want to get the information out. That's and right. I would imagine that's benefited your cause a lot. Do you think Huge. that it's, has it increased? Beyond anything I can, I'm not exaggerating. Since December, it was just like linear. And then and then I did this, we did this story on IBM, the CEO of IBM, and it was just like, it skyrocketed. I mean, and it's actually difficult because I can tell you as uh, someone, I'm not a, a person who does commentary. Uh, this is a rare exception, Luke and Tim Pool, and I, that's about it. I don't, I don't really like to opine on, on, and I respect people who do because I'm not good at it. But I, I spend. It takes a lot of time to talk to these people. I mean, it takes hours to talk to one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, especially if you got to verify it. Imagine if you had thousands of their contact. That's true. And then they and then they DM me like, I haven't heard back from you. So there's a sort of expectation from people on the inside that they that I owe them. I don't know what to call it, like journalistic welfare help or even therapy. Um, and I don't. And I have to. And, and the other part is, you, you know, you have to build a team of people that you trust uh, who actually do care. You know, it's very difficult work. Yeah. Absolutely. And you definitely put in the, the hours. Uh, we've been hanging out with the last few days. I don't think we have been hanging. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what I mean. Uh, like like you, you leave in the morning, you come back at night. We say we, we talk to each other at night and you do truly put in the hours uh, that um, it, it's very, very uh, impressive. And it's a it's a lot of work. And uh, we thank you for doing it because uh it's it's I would say one of the most difficult things to do, especially with all the legal pressures, especially with the FBI barging down your door, and them just showing that they're willing to become more and more uh, criminal in their kind of uh, prosecution of of journalism, which is absolutely insane. Uh, we have some super chats that I wanted to, to mention before going on to the next story. We have one from Hammy seven six two saying Seamus's real name is Toby. I, I never knew your name was Toby, but uh, I guess we'll call him Toby from, from now on. I know who that's from. Uh, Seven six seven. Don't care to uh, Spirit says. By the way, that was a dox. You just doxed me. Hey, I uh, literally just got doxed to on this to show. Toby, it's not my problem. Uh, seven. Listen, you're trying to hide information from the general public. Uh, you know, we're here bringing light to, to who you really are, Seamus. Yeah, this is journalism right now. Yes. Uh, don't, don't be mad. It was we one just of, did. So Hammy is one of O'Keefe's reporters who found out my real name. Seven six seven. Spirit says in regards to border coin term welfare soldiers. Um, I don't know exactly what that means, but to continue the conversation with with Donald Trump uh, again, if you've been watching our show, we've been critical of him when we need to be critical. We've been supportive of him when he actually does anything good. I think anyone you need to be um, you need to treat them like a normal human being. You can't put anyone on a pedestal. What Donald Trump did with Julian Assange was absolutely very disappointing. But it does look like he is changing his tune, especially to the military industrial complex with this latest speech that he gave in New Hampshire that I thought was uh, very impressive and and something that uh, a lot of people, I think, need to hear. He, here's Donald Trump in his own words. We wanted to stop terror from coming into our country, but I couldn't talk about it because I didn't want to do that. And then the following day, something happens. So I went four years keeping my mouth shut on that particular subject. But now I talk about it all the time. We had no attacks. We didn't have a World Trade Center. We didn't have the attacks like you've seen and certainly that you see in other countries. And by the way, now we're getting involved again in the Middle East. Look what's happening. You're getting involved. Here we go again with the Middle East. We spent $9 trillion, killed millions of people, including our side, their side, millions of people. $9 trillion. You know what we got? Nothing. Nothing. You got death. You got blood. You got nothing. And it just, we spent our blood and our treasure, as they say, our blood and our treasure. And our blood is more important than our treasure. And it's a shame. It's a shame. I beat ISIS. You're right. Thank you for telling me that. I, you're right. I was getting to that, but he's <laughs> very good. He's I sharp this way. Thank you. We did. We beat the hell out of ISIS. They, it was supposed to take four to five years. We got it done in four months, I'd say. Four months. Well, to be honest, you didn't have to beat ISIS. You just had to stop financing them. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's man, what he did. Yeah. He actually did stop financing them, which was was a very positive thing. But him bringing up the failed old Republican policies in the Middle East 
definitely does highlight a kind of shift in the narrative that a lot of people, a lot of people even at Fox News, a lot of people of the old Republican Guard don't want getting out there as, of course, they were never held responsible for all their kind of horrible actions that they committed there. So seeing Donald Trump actually address the larger failures of the Republican Party in the Middle East is is something that, uh, to, to me, is a good sign when it comes to who's he, who he's uh, representing in this election cycle. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, part of what was so sad with uh, Assange and Trump's reaction to that is just the idea that he would agree with anything that the deep state or national security state said was a threat to the American people or our democracy or anything along those lines when all they did was lie about him, his entire presidency, and also lie to him about the number of soldiers we had in particular countries that they didn't want to see him pull troops out of. Keep in mind, he was he was actively being spied on by the FD, FBI yeah, yeah. based off of a false affidavit, and he gets up there and he thanks WikiLeaks. He says, thank you, we love... Oh, we love WikiLeaks. <laughs> and we then, love and WikiLeaks. Then, uh, yeah. Pretty good, yeah. And then he doesn't freaking... Like, and what? then asked, he was like, I, I don't know who Assange is. Who's Assange? I don't know. No, no it's, clue. It's no idea. And, and, and let me he just... Said, Mr. Leaks supplied us. <laughs> He's the Wiki of WikiLeaks. Look, the, here's, here's my issue with Trump, and this is, this is why people both love and hate me. I love what I love what he's saying there. But here's the truth. He bragged about the armaments, the massive amounts of weaponry that he was selling to Saudi Arabia as they flattened the Yemenis. Mm -hmm. He also bragged yeah. about how Barack Obama refused to give live ammo to the Ukrainians and then he did it. And he sold it to him. Yep. He said he yep. said Obama would only give him pillows. Nah, not me. I give him the real deal. It's like so he has to own some of this. And if, if he wants to acknowledge that and say, I realize now we have to have a non-interventionist position, and I mean it when I say America first, then you can get people like me on board. Until then, it just looks like pandering. Yeah, and, just yeah. and, and, and one of the biggest policies that, that you didn't mention that I want to bring up here is uh, Barack Obama had a deposition matrix where he literally was like, yeah, we could kill American citizens. We just got to sign this paperwork and we're going to do that. He gave that power to the CIA. He gave that Insane. power to the Pentagon. Um, that's power that, of, of course, should be rectified. It should be taken back. The CIA shouldn't have the, the ability to drone strike and kill American citizens and teenagers without any kind of recourse or due process or court of law. And uh, that, that's something that I also want to see uh, kind of Donald Trump uh, address here. But, but again, still, still out of all that. He's still representing one of the few anti-war voices in this race. Why Everybody else is a total uh, war. Assange. That's that's an excellent question. That's a great question from the the scuttlebutt that we heard internally. Uh, that I heard from uh, Cassandra Fairbanks. There, uh, if you look at what happened under his administration, uh, Assange was indicted under the Trump administration. Uh, Assange was was put in solitary confinement, was was taken out of the embassy during the Trump administration. The the scuttlebutt, and I don't know if this is true, uh, this is from, from insiders within the Trump administration that I personally talked to, there was allegedly a, a larger push for Assange to release his sources. And they said, release the sources, tell us who got, got us these documents, oh. and we're going to make sure that uh, you walk free. Or we're gonna we're gonna put you in jail for the rest of your life, and then he was sent to solitary confinement. So he refused to release, he refused the to release his sources. Well, that, this honorable is, this is until awesome. the very yeah. end, even yeah. after twelve years of That's torture, remarkable. it's incredible. Yeah, but yeah. and I, I also heard reports that it was Pompeo that was openly discussing assassinating Assange. Yes. not just leaving him in the, in the embassy like they've done. So and this is what we were talking about earlier, right? These are people who have starved children in foreign countries who are 
doing everything within their power to ensure that unborn children can be slaughtered within our borders. So it shouldn't shock us when they say this person is inconvenient to our power, so let's eliminate them. Well, th- this they, these is, this are is, people who value human life or human dignity or the human person. This is how they play off of America's ignorance. His, his support of the genocide in Yemen by arming the Saudis mm-hmm. is now why the Houthis are so... They're trained, they're armed, and they're crazy. And now, and now, they're the ones that are bombing Israel, or at least attacking Israel and attacking ships in the in the Red Sea. Yeah. And like, this is all a product of intervention. Yeah. If we don't intervene, then okay, when we actually see one of these issues, we can go, well, that's you know, that's a terrorist organization. But the truth is, we have our hands all throughout this entire yeah. planet and arming all of the craziest people, the Wahhabists and everything else. It's like, just stop. I'm, we, I'm we have the we have the, we have the article can, can here. Just, no, we have the article here yeah. by the Guardian that's two years old, specifically saying CIA officials under Trump. Trump discussed assassinating Julian Assange report. Mike Pompeo and officials requested options for killing Assange following WikiLeaks publication of CIA hacking tools, report says. And then, of course, Mike Pompeo was also served papers uh, and a lawsuit specifically addressing this, this issue. And what did I say earlier on the show? First, they try to smear you in the media. If that doesn't work, they try lawfare. If lawfare doesn't work, what other option usually do they have? Usually lawfare works. Yeah, and usually lawfare works, lawfare but it didn't with this work. guy. Which guy? With with Assange, oh well, he's he hasn't not, backed where down. Where is he now? He, yeah, yeah, but but he hasn't backed down, and that's why the discussion of assassination oh. came up. Oh. Is my point? Well, when essentially, they, they did assassinate. Not- they, they did assassinate him. Like he he lost his mind because he was put in solitary confinement. He's not the same person he was before he was put in there, yeah. as he was put in isolation. But even for so, so long, and you're right. But even so. Even though they were able to imprison him, they didn't break him because he didn't reveal the sources. That's true. Yeah, you, you know so, what's so really, they didn't get what they wanted. So what's left? You know, Again, what's left? Well, they're going to discuss assassinating him. You know what's really and, powerful about this sure. story, though? It Americans value press rights so much that we spend more time talking about an Assange who's not even an American than we do Snowden. I, that's that's mm. remarkable. That shows like a level of care and concern for principles well, I mean, I think over nationality Snowden that I think is really a, profound. That's true. We do care. Snowden, uh, American citizen, he may be. Glenn Greenwald was the journalist, and 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 Snowden was the was the source of right. that story. That's right. And uh, and Julian Assange is not an American citizen. You're right. He he's not an American citizen. Um, but I am, and the FBI barged down my door, and I can tell you, we, we, I've talked about to Luke about this. It was um, very terrifying, and for the first couple days, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was just. Utter fear. That's of all course. I can say. Utter fear. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Ha- has it shaken your? I mean, I would imagine it has to have. But to, to what extent has it shaken your belief? You can't, you know, can't let it. I wrote something. I'm not going to publish this. But I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm not. Gonna, I was going to post it, Luke, today online. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to read it on the show because I think it's pretty dramatic. And I have some got some a series coming up, some big stories, and I'm going to actually break the bigger ones later in the series. But I, but I, what I said in this in this little note that I wrote to myself, I said, you know, I, I I've come to realize the injustice is so horrible. Challenging Leviathan itself is hard enough. Leviathan doesn't like being challenged, but it's nearly impossible as it is to challenge the government and Leviathan. The enemy and its injustice is no longer what bothers me. Because an enemy can't betray you. Mm-hmm. Only your friends can do that. I expect the FBI and the NSA and God, God knows whatever evil organization Luke wants to talk about on this program, I expect those people hurt me. But what stands between us and the enemy is really ourselves. I've seen people sacrifice everything they believe in for the love of money and power. 
I've seen envy destroy the lives of the people in this own movement of ours. I've seen people claim to care about these principles, but actually the only thing they care about is themselves. And I've seen 99% of border patrol agents say, I'm doing this for the money. So is the enemy really the government? Or is the enemy the people that are, quote, good? Yep. That's, that's, that's profound. really yeah. the issue here, an unhealthy obsession with safety and comfort from countless Americans. And these weaknesses stand between us and what we're up against. Absolutely. You couldn't right. have said it any better because uh, we, we do have to take a mirror. We do have to reflect on why we're in, in, in such a position that we are right now. And, and it's mainly because of our kind of weaknesses. It's mainly because of how emotionally manipulated a lot of people are and how fearful they are and how selfish they are in many instances because all, all the horrible stuff could go away if it wasn't for just our participation in this larger kind That's of evil right. as well. Yeah. And, I mean, it, and, and this is why we keep preaching every little action, every little thing, every, every decision you make, even when it comes to voting with your attention, voting with your dollars, voting with your clicks, deciding what you're going to be incentivizing, what you're going to be purchasing, what you're going to be investing in, not just with, with, with the outside world, but with yourself, is so freaking critical and key that I think not a lot of people realize how important it actually is. Clint, you had something to say? Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I make this point on my show all the time. It's like, I, I shut down a multi-million dollar mortgage company to just go scream into a microphone, and now I'm running for vice president under LP. Like, I have, I have totally, and, and by the way, I moved 3,000 miles away from California to Florida uh, to do Smart all of this. Smart man. Yes. Well, that one wasn't so much of a sacrifice, but the rest, <laughs> the rest was a major sacrifice. <laughs> for sure, because for, for those sure. that don't know, there is no effing money in what I'm doing. I am doing this 100% because I can't stay silent and let this play out and then expect there to be a, a nation that my children can grow up in that I can, I can sleep at night about. It's no, like, but people are driven. People, listen, I... I <clears throat> I have a lot of experience and frustration. People are driven by, by I mean, human beings care about their own yeah. money and paycheck. And I'm trying to fight that. I'm, I'm trying to figure a way to, I don't know what the ideas here are, but yep. people just want to care about their mortgage and their family and their money. you got to care, yeah. you gotta care well, more about the next generation, yeah. I think. I, I think that and, and, um, and, and, it's and, not just yeah. that a question of like caring about the next generation, because sometimes that can make it a little bit too abstract. The reality is you are doing the best thing for your family by standing up and doing the right mm. thing. Now, by the way, I understand that a lot of this can come down to a prudential judgment, and there are different levels to this. There's remote cooperation with evil and direct cooperation with evil, and you got to kind of weigh uh, when it might make sense to take a stand on certain issues. But the reality is... A man has as many masters as he does vices, and we live in a very vicious culture, and people are controlled based on the things that make them feel good, based on the carrots that are dangled in front of them by the government or even by spiritual forces beyond their comprehension. So we were talking about Donald Trump earlier. Well, what's his vice? I love Donald Trump. I think there's many fantastic things about him. I think he's the best president that Di I've Diet had Coke my and lifetime. McDonald's. But Donald Trump's vice is pride. And it's obvious. Yeah, I was going to say the and, mirror. And when you look at how that's manifested, it becomes plainly clear how that has infested and uh, sabotaged his ability to make good decisions in certain areas. With the U.S.-Saudi-led coalition and how he was sponsoring it to, to continue to carry out this genocide in Yemen, with his appointment of Fauci and him continually shilling for the vaccine and uh, insisting that it was so great and such a miracle that he created it. Why? Well, because those are things that his administration was a large part of. Didn't, again, with the U.S.-Saudi-led coalition, he didn't start that, right? But he continued it and he stood by it with the vaccine that did all happen under his administration. 
administration, Donald Trump is not going to walk back his own decisions because for as much as I love him, he's a prideful man. And, uh, and while that is the case for Trump, you look at other political leaders, sometimes it's pride. I think most of the time it's lust with people who have power or a combination of the two. And you see how that drags otherwise good people down into the muck and makes it impossible for them to make clear and level-headed decisions about what they should be doing yeah. for the people who are in their care. Trump's uh, ego is his gift and his curse. And, and mm. the fact that he wants to be loved by the kind of uh, uber-liberal corporate media establishment is, is something that I don't want to see. But, but it keeps yeah. coming up again and again not just in his policies, but but in the way that he approaches the alternative media and the corporate media, he should be doing a lot of alternative media. He should be on the Tim Cast, the Joe Rogans, the the other independent me media spheres. He's not. He's given exclusives to to the New York Times and CNN. Those people are absolutely horrible. Those people deserve no attention. That at could all. also be a generational but, thing too. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I yeah, think yeah, for, for people of his age, they don't recognize that you actually do get a lot of views on shows. That, well, not shows like this, right? But like Tim Cast, <laughs> etc. Uh, whereas it's CNN we and, and NYT. You, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> every every time you're on every time you every time you're on Rumble, we specifically go on Rumble and then we pick on you and we laugh at you because of how many more viewers we it's have. It's true, again. man. You look, they got me. They, listen, you guys have blown me out of the water on Rumble, but not on YouTube. Uh, I don't know about that. No, no, we, we, we got to bring up more stories because there's so many different stories that we didn't get into. We didn't get into the Texas story yet. And there's another story coming out of Arizona, specifically highlighting audio recordings. The moment a senior Republican figure was trying to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for the U.S. Senate. This is bombshell Wait, when audio. Did this, come out? this just came Earlier out just today. a few moments ago. This is a 10-minute video. We're going to play a small no portion mm -hmm. clip of this, but we, we, we were with <laughs> Carrie Lake just a few days ago at AmpFest. You were there, Seamus, as yep. well. Uh, she, of course, made sure to come uh, behind stage and say hi to all of us and Tim and, and you and me. And uh, this this latest who's, uh, audio who's recording... Who's bribing her? Um, I'm going to play the audio right now, and then we'll go over the story. But the story is being shared around everywhere Luke, on social Luke, media right now. Here's sent, the clip. I sent you a three-minute one on X if you want to use that instead. Where did you send it? In, the, in our Telegram. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to go to that now then. Read the story then. Introduce the story. Yeah. Then. I mean, so Carrie Lake had, had actually talked about this uh, a few months ago. Uh, she wow. claimed that she had the audio. I did not believe her because I figured if she had the audio, she probably would have released it. Well, now we got the audio. Uh, clearly, she is being offered a huge payday. So what's going to on? What this is a five-minute clip, Clint. Okay. Well, it's half. You're dyslexic. Person. Here's <laughs> here, here's the clip. Assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is this is this is back east. They there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. I know oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. Th this is crazy though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't don't go. You never know. I don't get myself in trouble. This, if you if you, if you say no, that's just fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I know. They're gonna have try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't doubt that either. Today's world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, I mean, the cartel said the cartel's operating in fifty states right now, like all fifty. You know? mm -hmm. So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. 
let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't, because I got offered to buy out. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't use it. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that's it. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just team. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want me to stay out for two years. <laughs> but, I'll tell you what I can offer you. But, um, I said, you can do whatever you want. The talking head is. So, the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. Keep her on the payroll and give her whatever she wants. Holy freaking cow, if she doesn't wow. run for political office. This is this is a major story. As of course, we had the picture of this uh, Republican figure that, of course, essentially tried to bribe her within the Republican ticket. Why are they so mad? Why are they so triggered? When it comes to, to Carrie Lake, that a lot of people argue actually won the last time she ran for political office. This is this is a pretty big bombshell. What do you guys make of it? Well, I think it, it, what she said is that you have to be, or she said, do they want me to be, or do they want to be on my team? And he says, no, they want you to be on on their team. And I was like, yep. that's exactly how the political system works. It's and about, this was Jeff DeWitt. He's the chair of the Arizona Republican Party that was speaking to her, by the way. I mean, this is yeah. this is unbelievable insight into the the actual inner workings of our political establishment. And this is why people call it the duopoly. This is why it, the, the corruption that exists under the Biden administration, we, we talk about a ton. Rarely do we talk about the, the Republican, uh, you know, <laughs> just culture. how bad the Republicans are, are just as worse as, as the Democrats. It's it, been many, here in many, many ways. times. And, and, many and ways, yeah. I, I don't know if Carrie Lake recorded this. Did, does it say if she recorded? Or I'm pretty recorded? sure she did. I mean, that's, that's remarkable too, because this guy, you know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't easy for her to to burn her bridges, so to speak, with whoever this person, party official, the chair was. of the Arizona Republican Party, the chair. Okay, there you go. I didn't that's know that. Yes. That chair, especially when she's running again. I think that's the 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 lead for me is that 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 was perhaps she was conflicted and and she went ahead and did it anyway. Well, but what it does is it now totally cements her bona fides as being an actual outsider. So yes, I, I think that point. that's I think that that's why she should. I, I bet she'll get a serious look by Trump for the VP slot after this. Like mm -hmm. if if he wants to have someone that that has shown I will not take a bag to walk away. Well, she's got she's got actual evidence of that now. He that's said an interesting he, point. he said quote There are powerful people who want to keep you out. That's that's crazy. Yeah, who who, who think, do you think are some of these powerful people? I just want to people? say, Clint, I, I think that's a really interesting point. I, I really hope you're right. Oftentimes what happens is whenever you have someone who's viewed as an outsider candidate, they'll pick somebody who's very pro-establishment to sort of put people at ease. And we saw this with Trump last time, right, when he picked Mike Pence. We saw this, again, with Barack Obama, who was always controlled opposition, and he, he was never actually an outsider. But people thought he was, so who'd he pick? Joe Biden, right? A, a typical establishment person who always follows what his party wants. I really, really hope that Trump doesn't make the mistake 
mistake of trying to cater to the public in that way anymore because I don't think it's going to work at this point. I, I could be wrong about that. Who am I? I'm a cartoonist, not a strategist. But <laughs> you know, I would like to see him pick somebody like Carrie Lake. And if he went and picked somebody like Nikki Haley, uh, which there were rumors that that was being discussed, I, I don't even know what I mean. That, I would be so horribly depressed. Oh, it would sandbag his campaign yeah. in a way. I like. I think that people are seriously underestimating how many people in the dissident right that usually wouldn't vote or maybe they cast a vote for a libertarian candidate yep. that would absolutely hop on board if Trump selects someone for VP that is clearly not a part of the swamp. If he can if yep. he does though, if he goes the Haley route, if he goes any of these other routes that he's that they normally do to try and prove that yeah, we're on your team, well then you're you're DOA. Like I don't I don't have any like why do I even care at that point? If we're, if we're going to have World War 3 and we're going to have an economic reset under your presidency, well I would rather it happen under Biden term 2 with and, his brain yeah, falling out of his head. You know, Kerry Lake here is kind of like the insider, isn't she? She's kind of like one of those whistleblowers you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. Where she's now... I was surprised she didn't link it to you. <laughs> uh, well, that's true, but um, I think, she, who did she publish it with? I don't know if she she's the one who published that we know the audio has been released here, so we don't oh. know much details about that. Daily but, Mail on the clip on X. Yeah, but it, but, it, but it could be someone who either hacked her appliances that's or someone who was a third party involved here that wants to, of course, create chaos before this very important next election cycle. So there's also that aspect of it that maybe she didn't want this to come out. And uh, I, I think that's viable here. But she has shown that she has integrity here because she didn't take a job. She didn't stay out of politics. She's still active. She still gives speeches. She's still out there. And shouts out to her and all the real ones who are not taking huge sums of money. Those people need to be protected. Those people need to be shouted out. I don't even agree with some of her policies, but I, I, I like her because she isn't she she's honest she speaks right. without yeah. any kind of yeah. uh, bullcrap marketing PR political nonsense when when she was on when she was on Timcast every time she's on a show with me she it's it's we had other uh, uh, we had other like politicians be like okay I don't want to talk about this we can't discuss this and we're like bug off get out of here she she sat down ask me whatever you want uh, so shouts out to her shouts out for her not taking money we got a rumble rant from uh, Pepe Payne saying the real issue is folks hiding behind NDAs and classified secrets don't make friends and my belief God will judge for hiding the truth and I doubt he will honor an NDA uh, very well said Pepe Payne uh, very well said we got to go over to Rumble because we are already late the conversation on Rumble gets a lot spicier a lot more unfiltered go wow. to rumble.com uh -oh. forward slash we are change rumble.com forward slash we are change that is our website um, and uh, it, it's, it's more important than ever that you guys also vote with your clicks vote with your clicks why are we in a technocratic gulag state known as youtube why are we here with alphabet why because we have a lot of subscribers here we nearly we nearly have a million people we want to of course get everyone from youtube over to rumble rumble is where it's at they just released a lot of really exciting news when it comes to their larger partnerships when it comes to software and and and, and new technology that they're going to be releasing it's absolutely freaking exciting. That's going to be a major game changer. So shouts out to them. We're investing in them because they are putting their mounts where their money is. They're saying no to governments. They're suing people. They're fighting in court. They're fighting for free speech. And the least thing you could do is literally just go to rumble.com forward slash we are changed. Click subscribe. Set up an account. Set up uh, the app. You could even get the TV app. You could get whatever you want. But, but the more important issue is you incentivizing good people doing good things. I can't recommend 
spend enough for you to do that. Rumble.com forward slash we are changed. James, before we uh, uh, leave our huge audience here on YouTube, where can people find you and support your work? Um, my website, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. You can support us there and social media, uh, X, James O'Keefe the third. That's III, Instagram, James O'Keefe the third. And then we have uh, the worst political show.com. That's right. The worst. Let's just make sure it goes to the right place this time. The worst political show. You don't show. trust me, Seamus? I do trust you. I gave you, you I, I gifted I you this amazing URL. And you are so unappreciative. That, hold and on. You don't a even second. trust me. How are you dare gonna you? let me are you gonna let me just all I'm saying, I, I don't I don't um mistrust your intentions. I just don't believe you're a competent person. That's all. <laughs> That's coming from a raging that. alcoholic, so you know it's, <laughs> that's right. it's a you know that statement. when somebody literally adds the ethnicity that I have, they're a raging alcoholic. He, he's been boozing all day. That's, uh, it's pretty sad. You can yeah. hear it as I'm speaking right now. I'm slurring my words. I'm yeah. out of my mind. James O'Keefe is, is tired because he works really hard. Seamus <laughs> is tired because his liver's bad. It's that's true. You can see my <laughs> eyes are yellow. I told, I told Luke, I said white balance on my eyes so people can't see I'm in kidney failure. It literally smells like cigarettes and whiskey in the guest room that he's staying in. His car is an absolute mess. That's true. Like, I that feel, last part listen, is actually true. Car? My car is a mess. Is that your car out there? <laughs> Don't tell anybody. That's, okay. that's mine. Luke was uh, Luke was cracking me up because I had like some wrappers. I, he, he, we were driving. It wasn't for wrappers. Lunch. It was a freaking <laughs> landfill. Hold on. It was a landfill this in your car, bro. Let me finish. This, uh, so there was. Um, I had like a, an empty bag of some fast food since I drove all the way down here so gracefully to do Luke's show and give him some publicity. And my car's insanely messy. My car's insanely messy. And I'm clearing out the seat for Luke to get in. And I hand him this crumpled bag of McDonald's. And I'm like, Could you, do you have a garbage can I can put this in? And he's like, it literally will not make a difference if you just throw that in your back seat. <laughs> he's like, that's, I was like, that's fair. Uh, Steph's in the house as well. Yeah. Steph, you talk too much. FreedomTunes.com, by the way. Clint Russell, uh, host of Liberty Lockdown, co-host of Tower Gang, and co-host of the best politicalshow.com. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. At Liberty Lockpot on X if you want to follow me. And I will be in Georgia this weekend moderating the LP uh, presidential nom or debate. So come out Saturday. It's going to be fun. Great job, Clint. Looking forward to it. And you can follow her step we are changed on Instagram. All right, go to rumble.com forward slash we are changed right now. Um, again, we're gonna have really awesome, incredible guests coming up. Rechtenwald tomorrow, Zuby, Alex Stein coming up the following week as well. So stay tuned for more here on the bestpoliticalshow.com as of course we transition and go over to rumble.com where of course Atlas becomes the real co-host of the show and absolutely takes over as you guys also get the ability to call in. So if you are a member, make sure make sure to go to lookandfilter.com when you go there, link to the Telegram channel and we will be taking calls in about 30 minutes from now as of course we still never got to discuss the main topic of this discussion and that's the latest news happening right now in Texas where the state there is defying the Biden administration, the, le the recent Supreme Court ruling, and saying, you know what, we are going to stop people from coming into our state. Here's some of the video that's coming out of Texas right now. Thank you, Texas. Thank it looks you, like there's even a convoy of individuals showing up to the border of people waving American flags and cheering on local officials there that are implementing more barbed wire and tell the federal government to essentially screw off. First thing that comes to my mind and a lot of people's mind is civil war. What do you guys think? 
Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm what you would call a radical. I love it when the American people tell the fucking feds to eat shit. So I'm thrilled about this. I think it's fucking amazing. Also, I really am concerned about the fact that we have uh, anywhere between six and ten million people that are coming across annually at this pace. And I think that's totally unsustainable. I think that it ultimately divides the nation in a, in a reparable fashion. Uh, but uh, most most urgently, I am I'm hoping that the feds will back down, that the Biden administration does not want to take this hot. If they actually send in troops to fight the National Guard in Texas, it's going to be fucking crazy. Very ugly. It's yeah. going to get very ugly. That's the reality of the situation. And it's unfathomable to me, or it would be unfathomable to me if uh, I wasn't able to have a basic recognition that what the system is producing is what those at the top want for it to produce. Uh, but the fact that with the massive crisis that we have down at the border, with there there being you know two hundred thousand people, two hundred thousand illegal crossings happening some months, for the Biden administration's concern to be that some of the methods being used to deter people from crossing the border are too extreme, when an estimated two thousand American citizens are murdered by illegals every single year is insane. But of course, the reality is they've decided that those two thousand American lives on an annual basis are worth importing people into cities that they know will vote blue so that those states can get more electoral votes. Mm -hmm. And so that maybe even down the line, they can naturalize some of those people and tell them, you know who you're going to vote for. Yeah, the video here. And also import yeah. cheap labor. There's so much more to it, but it's clear that that these are a, a selfish series of incentives for those at the the top. Yeah, there's a lot of things at play here that doesn't just include, of course, new Democratic voters. There's a lot of social economic news, and this this bold move by by Texas is it's a big deal. The National Guard there saying no to the Supreme Court order, and they're even doubling down. They're installing even more barbed wire fencing all throughout I, I, the border. I think it's concerning whether we agree with it or not. It's concerning because the rule of law is so important to America. Yeah. And if the Supreme Court's order doesn't, if it doesn't matter depending upon what the ruling is, that that's that's concerning to me. I think that if that breaks down, then what are we? We are, If we're not a nation of law, so here's the question. If we're not a nation of laws, then what are we? Then are we a nation of political whim but mm. but if we, we are a nation are, without though. a border, are we a nation at all? That's right. And well, also, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll so. just say this: I think we already are a nation of political whim. We see that various states have already decided to ignore federal law with respect to immigration and say, "Look, we you can stay here, you can live here. We're a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary state." So, for the idea of Texas to basically do the exact same thing in the other direction and say, "Actually, we are going to enforce a, a, a strict border patrol or have barbed wire there," even though you've told us not to, to me, it, it doesn't seem at the very least as as if we're the ones escalating it seems as if we're kind of playing along with the status quo and saying people decide to ignore the federal government when they don't like their immigration laws so we're not going to let the other side do it and not do it because that's how you lose it's pretty crazy that there was even a Supreme Court decision that uh, went against Texas here that doesn't really make I, sense I read it on Politico it's a very terse one-page sort of procedural document it doesn't actually have any analysis it's just an injunction relief procedure but if people did not if people don't want to accept the supreme court's <coughs> decisions um, then what's the purpose of that third branch of government i would i would say i, I think mm -hmm. that's a totally fair critique but i, I circle yeah. back to if we don't defend our borders then what the fuck are we defending any of this for like it, it's just it just seems as if like these are at loggerheads these are are both very foundational american principles do we have a border 
do we honor what the the Supreme Court says? And like they're they're at odds with each other right now. But that's that's on the Biden administration. That's on the Supreme Court. I don't think that's on Texas. I don't think that's on the American people. Biden ought to be doing his fucking job. It's it's his job to to secure the border. He's refusing, so the the Texans are stepping up. It, yeah. yeah. Well, I, no, and I'll also say this. I mean, look, I'm no legal expert here, right? I'm not going to say I'm educated on this at the level of a Supreme Court justice. But the fact that you had four dissenters here means that this is not some clear cut question, um, the, which is really easy to answer. And I would just say it seems to me that the reason the federal government should be able to become involved with something like this is in the event that a state has failed to fulfill its duty. Exactly. Not to step in and prevent a state from fulfilling its duty. That seems it seems entirely backwards to me. As someone who admittedly doesn't know the case law, who isn't a legal expert or anything well, like that. Well, it was also ACB, uh, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett, that had sided with the Biden administration when it came to the vaccine mandates, to, yeah. from what I read. So I... My my belief in her has been diminished to the point that I, I view her the same way I do any of the the worst Supreme Court justices, and that that's heartbreaking. And Trump Trump has to own that. I really like uh, Gorsuch. I thought great selection there, but this ACB pick has been disastrous. I like I, I like a lot of what she's done, uh, but I agree with you. Some of her decisions have been pretty depressing. I mean, yeah. look. I won't say she's as bad as the worst ones because she voted against the baby killing. That's always going to make her a hero in sure. my book. But the truth is, yeah, she she hasn't been. She's certainly been disappointing in a lot of ways. These Republicans are, are pretty dis disappointing, to Amen. say the least. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, well, Barack. It's like what James but, 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 said. You but, but, can't be betrayed by an enemy. You can only be betrayed yeah. by a friend. That's why they're so disappointing. Yeah, that, that's very true. But you even look at Barack Obama. He deported more people than, than Donald Trump. Like, that's not exact. Oh, okay. That might be true, actually. Yeah. Uh, my, he deported my understanding over 3 million people. Yep. My understanding with uh, Barack Obama is part of the reason that they were able to pump these numbers out saying that they had deported more people than any administration prior is because they actually changed the definition of what a deportation was. So under the Bush administration, deport meant deport, but under the Obama administration, deport meant turning someone away at the border. Ah, uh, that's interesting. I haven't looked into that. Uh, has has anyone myself. been turned away at the border under the Biden administration? <laughs> <laughs> like, like honestly, it just seems it just seems like you just see these fucking caravans of hundreds of thousands of people just twenty four seven just flooding across. And I'm not even I'm not even like some hardcore border hawk. I'm a fucking libertarian for God's yeah. sakes. I believe in in like free movement of human beings. But at at some point, you have to look at this thing and go, this is a cat like catastrophic. It's a plot. This is yes. a plot to Amen. fucking well, destroy. Well, this one of the things I've seen, so you're libertarian. A lot of these NGOs in Arizona, Texas, they get so many billions of dollars from the federal government to transport these people. Exactly. Well, so it's a money. It, you know, even though they might be socialists, they're actually just capitalists. They're these companies, nonprofits, although they are, get money from the federal government to transport these people. Well, so of course they're going to take the money from the federal government if they're offered it. Add on yeah. top of that that. Uh, Cloud Piven strategy. This is people can look it up. This is like what they do is they throw so many crises that ultimately the system fails. But then you also look at the United Nations, which has a plan to hand out billions of dollars to these illegal immigrants. I mean, they, this is a globalist plot to topple America. They've already done it to Europe. Mm -hmm. I know I sound like a lunatic talking about this, but I genuinely believe that's what's happening. Well, it's, but it's, you it's know, a people bit, can it's call a bit, you a lunatic, but I just want to add on to, mm -hmm. to Clint's point. It's, it really is concerning seeing 
newspapers and publications saying you should stop having children because the weather could yep. be gooder if you do because <laughs> we got to fight climate change. And in the same kind of breath, a couple of days later saying we need immigration because we don't have enough people being born exactly. in this country. Right. What the fuck are you doing then, you fucking assholes? Like, wh- excuse me? This, 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 this adds up towards a direct attack against the West, uh, a reintroduction of the third world into the Western world, but, but more importantly, creating a caste-like society where we have the, the uber elites and everyone else who, of course, has to live in poverty because when, when, you, when you implement these kind of immigration policies, you screw over the middle class the most. You screw over the poorest people in this country the most and you create an unfair situation where the, only the elites benefit off of it. Sorry, Seamus, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, well, I was just going to say is people can call you crazy for calling this a, a controlled collapse and regardless of whether that's their intention, I don't think the country would be run any differently if that weren't true. I think so too, man. Absolutely. We, we, got a, we got a rumble rant from uh, Crash Bandit that said a couple things. Uh, one of them is, Luke, I'm off topic. Have you seen Montana Child Protection Services, Glasgow, Montana, have taken a family's daughter and is giving the kid trans medication? Disgusting. CPS took her to Wyoming. What the fuck? I can send a link. I haven't heard of that story. I don't know if you guys have, but that sounds absolutely freaking crazy. And something that has already happened in Canada. Uh, we're going to talk about Canada in just a little bit, as, of course, Tucker Carlson wants to invade it. I actually agree with him. Crash Bandit also <laughs> gave good. another ramble, uh, uh, rumble rant saying specifically, it seems like this administration wants to spark off a civil war on many fronts. And if they weren't trying to spark a civil war... What else would they be doing differently here? Differently here is the larger question. Now, now, James, you worked on the border. You actually uh, did a lot of uh, important investigations in Arizona as well. Uh, what could you tell us from what you saw on the ground there since you released a lot of really interesting videos from a lot of these kind of human trafficking operations yeah. sending migrants all over the United States? Yeah, well, I, I was um, I, different NGOs, International Rescue Committee in, in Phoenix has a secret migrant shelter, and I was at the airport. And they, this, this American Airlines worker tugged on my, on my blazer and said, uh, you got you to look into these buses. So I sort of followed the scent. And I followed the buses to the secret facility. And then this dude at the facility, much like Kerry Lake exposed today, tried to offer me a bribe. He said, I'll give you money and make you go away. Don't report on this. And I'm like, what is this place? They're scurrying around. They're afraid to be... To be seen, I'm like, this is weird. Look, the tax return, $415 million to, to international rescue. And then I followed the buses to, to Nogales, which is a border town in Mexico. And I saw the International Red Cross was working with this other group called Elitas. And they also called the cops on me. Everyone calls the police on me when they see me just standing there. It's kind of bizarre. And I noticed... Well, you are a white male. Yeah. So that's right. That's very <laughs> that's dangerous now. It's yep. true. There are not many white males in Nogales. But I noticed a complicated network of nonprofits and NGOs and Red Cross and just, I don't think people realize just how vast, just how, I mean, we're talking massive facilities, brand new facilities, just in the last few months old. And there's school buses and buses dropping off illegal immigrants, quote, refugees, unquote. I asked them, who are you voting for? They said, we're voting for Biden. Why are you voting for Biden? Because he supports us, he lets us in the country. So there's just this. I mean, I mean, it's just. I don't. I think the border and the border is the issue of 24. Yeah, I think absolutely. that's going to be the issue in the election. And, and, and to to make some uh, uh, shots fired at Seamus, a lot you. of a lot of the organizations facilitating this are Catholic charities. Yeah, no, that's which is that's, true. 
No, and that's fair to say, and that's actually not a shot at me. I talked about this on TimCast before. One thing that people should realize just with respect to Catholic teaching is there's absolutely no obligation for you as a Catholic individual to agree with everything that an organization run by the Catholic Church or has the word Catholic Charities on it is doing. And there's plenty that Catholic Charities has done that uh, I, I would criticize and I would say is problematic. It's unfortunate. Well, no, 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 because absolutely. And, and what they're doing, what James is describing happening here well, on America's southern border is a vast human trafficking operations yes. mm -hmm. that already has been yeah. tried and carried out in Europe. So when I was covering the border crisis in, in Europe, I was at the Calis refugee camp. There was a lot of accusations of, of rape, sexual abuse, uh, violent migrant crimes, and, and gangs from different nations literally attacking, stabbing, and killing each other. Now we just had a story a couple days ago in one of the New York City migrant centers that people stabbed and killed each other because of uh, their kind of larger differences and ethnicities there showing everyone that, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, th th this uh, non-diverse diversity isn't our strength here, well, maybe? Yeah, and I also want to mention this, too, just with respect to Catholic Charities and a lot of what we've seen going on with immigration and even, you know, statements you might hear from, from certain priests or bishops about this. It's very politically correct to talk about the parts of Catholic teaching and the, the bits of the catechism that say things such as wealthier nations should accept people from poor nations and allow them to migrate for economic reasons so they can make a better life uh, or better lives for themselves. It's not as popular to quote the Catholic teachings that say things like civil authorities have a duty to ensure that they are taking into account the well-being of native citizens before importing people in, or things such as the migrant has to follow the laws of the host nation. And with that last bit of info, what you're essentially doing is precluding illegal immigration because that is the act of entering a nation with complete disregard for its laws. Can I read and, this super and chat? So, well, I, I, I just want to say that you have so many people who are claiming to give, uh, and, and I, I also want to be clear on this, there are many different positions you can have as a Catholic on immigration. I'm not, I'm not saying there's one specific position, but when people try to say that the Catholic position is just this open borders position that doesn't take into account the well-being of Native citizens, they're wrong. They're just flat out wrong. Yeah, well, the woke Pope definitely uh, doesn't do any favors to, to anyone, That's especially with the Rothschild policies that he implemented when it comes to his revisionism of capitalism. Again, the, 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 the Pope really, also you know, advised by previously Henry Kissinger when he was alive, mm -hmm. implemented a lot of really just awful, horrible policies. You don't have to well, respond. I'm not trying to directly just no, come I at you. No, I want to. I actually want to respond but, to but, that. But I've, I've, I've addressed this many times, and I mm -hmm. get I, sometimes I get hate from Catholics, but it, it, it's no. freaking true. What, what the Pope has, has done, especially calling for more immigration, calling mm -hmm. for, for more human trafficking here, more well, replacement of the population, is absolutely absurd. It's crazy. I'm sorry, but but that that, <laughs> that guy's awful. I, so I, I definitely should respond to that. There's a couple things to say. There have certainly been things that Pope Francis has said that I would take issue with. I try to be really careful when evaluating his statements because what the media has done with him is something I've never seen them do with anybody else in my lifetime. And it's really quite fascinating. We know that the media will lie about people's statements all the time to smear their character. But usually what they do is they lie in a way to make that person sound unpopular. One thing I have seen from the beginning of Francis's papacy, which again, um, Pope Francis has done things that have bothered me and says said things that have bothered me and things I would take issue with and people in his papacy have said things that I, I, I thought were uh, really absurd such as the focus of this papacy should be climate change that's, a, that's just an insane statement but 
What the media has done is they've taken certain statements from Pope Francis and they've tried to make them sound more progressive, more left-wing, more communist than they actually were. Uh, one example I use is at the beginning of his papacy, it, it was said that the Pope has declared that Catholics no longer believe in hell, which first of all, a Pope can't. They couldn't, they wouldn't have the power to do that. But you had all of these different publications printing this. And then when you looked at the actual statement, it was like the Pope gave his own personal non-binding theological opinion that Catholics were free to reject. And the opinion was that hell wasn't a physical location, but did exist. So yeah. the media will take his statements and run with them to make them sound more left-wing than we, they we actually should have are. A, we should have a debate and conversation yeah. about this uh, because but I think it deserves a lot more attention. But one I of the just things- wanna, I just want to wrap on this i don't I, I i wouldn't disagree with some of your concerns yeah. about him either i would just say i try to be careful because you hear a lot about what well, he said it, and you it, look it's, into it's it it's not just it's not it. just hearing it's seeing the, the woke mm -hmm. pope literally washed the feet of migrants mm. uh and then slap people's hands away when they try to sh shake them that were of course were trying to meet him and uh and, and thank him because he was afraid of germs again yeah that's that's very strange clint it's it's a rumble rant not yeah. a, not a youtube super chat uh -huh. you dyslexic oh I'm not, I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to say it because it's really fun. The government corrupt need to be locked up and shoved a battering ram straight up the arse from Jaywick3000. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jaywick. Then we got a question from Scusi Q Love. She uh, constantly chimes in. Appreciate you, Scusi. Uh, James, what do you think it will take to make the border safe? Where do you think this could go? Worst case scenario, what is their goal? Exposure. The the true, the true I believe that the solution to all the issues is just simply exposure. And I also think that these Border Patrol agents locking in, in lockstep, for lack of a better word, I don't like this word, but unionizing. If whistleblowers and insiders were to, were to organize, man, yeah. it would change the world. In other words, if, if a thousand federal employees said, I will, not, I will not participate in this, that would change the whole world. You know what's weird is that the CBP agents, their job is obviously to defend the border. Uh, but like for them to walk off the job, like the, the the reason they would be walking off is because they're not permitted to do their job. It's it's a fascinating. Yeah, usually people unionize just because they want more money. Right. But this would be a different type of unionizing. Yeah. I'm I'm I mean what I what I've learned here is a good question. I've learned that if you if you participate in numbers, if you if you are able to form a collective of heroic insiders. That's how you protect the insider. Exactly. It's because with the IBM story, it was like if there's one leaker, then they're screwed. They'll just fire them. You're fired. Make an example out of them, right? But if there's 150 people inside IBM, they don't know who to fire. And they can't fire 150 people. They can't fire everybody. Right. So it's going to require that type of thing. And I think if you look at history, all republics fail. There's always civil war. Nothing ever lasts. But this is America. This is the land of the free, the home of the brave. So I hope that that happens. Uh, I, I just want to shout out everyone watching on Rumble. Rumble is doing a partnership with Barstool Sports. So they don't have any videos that they recommend to anyone. So we're not on the front page, but we still nearly have 6,000 viewers. So shouts out nice, to all of man. you amazing human beings. Share this broadcast. Let's get over 6,000 as, of course, we're going to be taking callers in just a little bit. I want to go over one, uh, mysuperchat.com from Elaine Boy I 63 saying, quote, have you guys seen Muckraker's documentary on the organized effort by the UN, US, and UK?
UK to supply resources for the immigrant invasion. Look them up on X or YouTube. I haven't heard of them. I don't know if you guys have. Haven't seen that, but I yeah. obviously I have read to know some of that, but I'll check it out. Mark X Lives has a question that I think oh, is... No, that's, is, that's Mark's Lives. Mark Lives has a, has, a, has a rumble rant that's a little bit off topic here, but we'll just get to it really quickly. Quote, would society be better if women could ask men what their honor dual body count was? For the men, what would your honor body count be? And for the ladies, would you prefer a man with a low or higher bo uh, honor body count? What's this honor body count? I have no honor idea. Honor body count? Come on. You don't know, like, I challenge you to a duel. I, you've insulted my honor. And then how many duels have you gotten into? And how many okay. victories have you had in those duels? I assume that's what that means. That's what it sounds like. Do you, do you have to, like, take off a glove and like yeah, slap him. I do have insulted my honor. I challenge you to a duel. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet, Chance. Yeah, I know we, we should. should. That would we be an exciting episode. You guys should do a duel. We'd, yeah. break, yeah. The, we'd break the internet. At 200,000. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Seamus duel to the death. Well, I don't know about to the <laughs> death. But, I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to kill him. You know, I just don't. I just don't like. That him, is the nicest you know? thing you've ever said to me. I, yeah. It probably it's is. True. I give you Appreciate all the gifts. You get all the stuff you. for me. Uh, but, but you know, anyway. What, 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 I still don't understand the question. Yeah. Well. If woman could ask, Seamus just explained it to you for fixing. Right, well, then tell me what it is. Then answer it. If you know, it's what about the, duels. I don't think so. It's saying body count. Yeah, I know, like dual body count, yeah. like your body count, like the number of people you've taken out, but not on a date. You get, you get my point? Yeah, sex, right. Yeah. But I still don't understand the honor. Could someone answer it so that I don't have to fucking look stupid? Let's, let's keep him confused. No, 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 Seamus, let's keep him confused. Let's keep him in the dark here so he doesn't know what's going on here. Because uh, of the worst. Uh, before uh, taking callers, we, we also have a, a, another very interesting border discussion, this time with the Canucks up north, as Tucker Carlson just very interestingly uh, released this video on X, calling allegedly Justin Trudeau himself. Yes, hi. I, I couldn't understand the French part, but it's Tucker Carlson calling from the United States. And I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada. And we'll be there soon. Merci. Now listen, I'm, I'm a staunch anti-war individual. I don't believe in violating the non-aggression principle. I don't believe in foreign wars of aggression. But... <laughs> Canada has been asking for it. Seriously, it's those guys true. are absolutely awful yeah. and horrendous. And if there's one conflict that I would be behind, it would be liberating and freeing the people of Canada, Kakadan, from, of course, their horrible, funny sock-wearing school drama teacher, pathetic soy boy, Justin Trudeau, that has absolutely wrecked and destroyed that country. I think at the very <laughs> least, we need to fund the Canadian rebel groups. Are there any the rebel groups? regime? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, our CIA can make some, dude. We're really good at that. <laughs> we'll get some I'm, I'm totally prepared to to crowdfund uh, like shoulder fired missiles to the Freedom Convoy. I think that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let them handle it for themselves. <laughs> no, but it's it's absolutely awful what what, what happened in Canada, it's and, and 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 I think it's a warning yeah. sign to what could happen to the rest of of the world. Of you look at what they did with the trucker convoy. You look at even just the, the recent court rulings there that ruled their Emergencies Measure Measures Act were were unconstitutional. The government said 
we don't care. We're not going to respect this decision at all. And with the, the court of laws just essentially breaking down in the Western world with, with so many individuals saying human rights don't even exist as we have this crazy TEDx clip uh, from Klaus Schwab's right-hand man talking about, yeah, who cares about human rights? Human rights don't even exist. They don't even matter. They're just a make-believe concept and idea. How do we move forward in, in a way where we, we address these problems, we have respect for ourselves as people, and we, we don't end up like Canada, as of course, I, I think it's fair to say, that's the trajectory that we are on. Is there any kind of off-ramp here? Invading Canada, like you said. What do you think Tucker ref is, refers to here? What is he insinuating? I, I think he's definitely going to be uh, traveling uh, to, to Canada. I, I think he's definitely going to be doing more uh, documentary pieces about just how absolutely awful it is there, as there's just horror story after horror story of, of a failed country that goes after people for political expressions and ideas that they don't like, imprisons people, puts them in jail, takes away their bank account, and, and literally goes after freaking peaceful protesters. You know, yeah, so what everyone wants the answer <laughs> to these kinds of questions to be is that we should vote for a specific candidate or have a political revolution in a more extreme case. But the reality is, to tie this back to everything that we were saying earlier and what James was saying about the fact that people in your own movement will betray you, Again, man has as many masters as he does vices, and to quote Solzhenitsyn, uh, you know, the, the battle between good and evil runs through the line, or I'm sorry, the line between good and evil runs through every man's heart. You actually just have to try to improve yourself as a person and become more virtuous. And that's not to say that there aren't ways to organize as a community or as a group or as a government to try to solve some of these problems. But if that that fundamental question of your own moral character isn't sorted, sorted out before you start working on that kind of a project, you're not going to get anywhere. And you're also not going to surround yourself with people who are going to be able to help you get anywhere. Yeah. We have another rumble rant from uh, Ethics saying, great meeting you at Porkfest last year. Invite James. Also, Mark Passio just restarted his live show on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Would love a shout out on his, on his producer, whatonearthshappening.com. Yeah, Mark Passio's uh, pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever been to Porkfest Fest, uh, James, but it uh, it doesn't sound like like what you think it is. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> and uh, it's it's like a libertarian, Where? free state um, kind of New um, Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, kind of like camping hangout I area. Think I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, I I love it. It's, I think it's like one of the best kind of freedom gatherings that we could have here. First time in my life, I, I met went. I met Luke there, and he uh, he. I ignored him. I was like, who the hell is this pleb? Who's this? Who's Challenged this? him to a duel. Pretty I, cool. Pretty cool of Luke to do that. You know, just really, really cool. I went. Um, I, I I went <laughs> once, and it was I think 2018 or 2019. Only ever went once, and yeah. When people were like, "What are you up to?" I was like, "Oh, I'm going to Pork Fest." They're like, "You're going to what?" You're going I, to what? I wish Excuse it was. Me? I wish it was I wish a barbecue they could festival. Have a better, yeah, they could really have a better name. Yeah, they, they yeah they that's what a, everyone assumes. They go, "Oh, you're going to eat barbecue." Yeah, no. They, you're going to go eat barbecue at Pork Fest. How, you and I, all the guys are going to drive up to Pork Fest to get some barbecue. That's what they assume is happening. I, I was like, what, what does this Fred Durst lookalike want for me? <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we're going to take callers now from LukeUnfiltered.com. As, of course, when you become a member, you get the ability to call in. And we have a caller uh, from David Cook. It takes us a little bit to kind of uh, set this up here as he has a picture of what looks like uh, Tim Pool in his avatar. Uh, it's a picture of... Uh, Dragon Ball Z guy 
kind of uh, spazzing out here and uh, doing his thing. So uh, we're going to be setting that up right now and um, going to David Cook. David, uh, can you hear us? How are you doing? And feel free to ask us any question that you want, as it looks like we're still exchanging encryption keys here on Telegram, and we soon will be hearing from David. David, we see you. How are you? Pretty good. How about you? Very good. Thank you so much for calling in. You are live right now with 6,000 people watching right now. Excuse me, 5,995. Get five people to watch right now. We're almost at 6,000. Well, David, we're listening here. No, it doesn't here. So matter. No, 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 it doesn't matter. D uh, David, how are you? Speak up and feel free to ask us any question you want. Uh, I'm pretty good, and I just wanted to call in and let you guys know uh, about the Most High Yahuwah, because you know... Oh, you said what? No, 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 go ahead. That was Seamus. Just, uh, just try to speak up, because we're going through... Hold on, I might be able to change the audio, actually. But but keep, keep asking uh, your, your question here. Hold on, uh, Steph, don't put and, that in there. Yep, go ahead. Just ask us your question yeah, loud. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I was saying, I didn't really have a question. I just wanted to let you guys know something because it's important for us all to know about the Most High Yahuwah because in the Old Testament, they took out the Creator's name and they put the title God and Lord, but the name is Yahuwah. And if we look to Yahuwah, we'll be able to overcome the oppression from the government because uh, that's one reason why they are able to do what they do because it's written in the Old Testament, but the Romans, they came up with the New Testament. And the New Testament teaches you something different. But yeah, that's basically all I really wanted to say, just like to uh, look into that, uh, look into the Old Testament if you have it. And also it's a documentary called Creating Christ, where it teaches you about how the Romans, they came up with the New Testament, they came up with the, the fake Messiah, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, if you trust in Yahuwah, the more truth you find out, the more you'll be protected. Like, so the government won't be able to attack you or you won't have to worry about anybody attacking you for telling the truth. Uh, so you guys will stay protected and stay good because that's what we all really need to do. We all from the same people. We all related from Noah's family. Uh, so yeah, that's one main thing that we all really need is the most high Yahuwah. Yeah. And just to study those books of the old Testament, like where they came from, actually read them. And uh, if we do that, things will get better on the earth. I mean, I know that over time, because people, they coming together, everybody talking more about truth and like uh, people are realizing that stuff is wrong, especially after COVID and everything. But that's one of the main things that we all need is the creator of the earth. But of course, over time, more information will come out about this. But I just recommend checking out the Old Testament when you guys get a chance, because it's important. Awesome, uh, David. Thank you so much. Really thank it, you yeah. so much for your comments. Thank you so much uh, for uh, your, your statements here. We're going to have our residential religious expert <laughs> and uh, and uh, cartoonist Seamus Coglin answer you, and specifically when it comes to the larger sure. Yeshua comments that you made. David Cook, thank you again so much for calling in. Thank no, you so much for being with us. It's not hey. Yeshua. It's oh. not Yeshua. Yeshua. Yahuwah. 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 So, Yahuwah. Um, Got it. Thank Yahuwah. you. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for the correction. It's not Jesus. The, 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 it's the, not a man. Yahuwah is not a man. The Yahuwah is not a man. They try to tell you that that Jesus is a man, but 
that the creator is a man, but that's not true. That's what the Romans wanted you to believe because they were pagans. So they wanted to mix in their paganism with the truth. And the truth is that the creator is not something that you could draw. The creator, uh, the name is Yahuwah. David, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Seamus, uh, just really quickly, because we got a lot of other stories yeah. we got to get into yeah, as sure. well. David, appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, also, go ahead. Yeah, David, I just want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling in. I think it's really important to, to care about these things, and I admire the fact that you're seeking the truth. David, he's um, lying. He doesn't appreciate what you just said. No, no, I don't agree. during the show. He's like, ah. I don't agree with uh, I don't agree with what what he said, but I appreciate that he's interested in these things. Uh, I will just say there's a lot to pull apart there. I also want to refute Luke's claim that I'm an expert. I'm certainly no expert, but one thing I can tell you he's is not an that expert. He's the, the historic expert. consensus <laughs> and the the uh, consensus among um, historians and scholars atheistic or otherwise, religious and non-religious, friendly to Christianity and anti-Christian, is that Jesus Christ did exist. Mythicism is untrue. Mythicism is a very fringe uh, perspective in the scholarly world. Very few people believe in it. Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, as scholars would probably refer to the historic Jesus, I would say that Christ uh, exists. He lives. The New Testament speaks about him accurately. But there's... We should start a campaign th- to make you the no- Pope. <laughs> Make when, Seamus Coughlin the Pope. Please no. Yeah. Please no. I, I pray every night that I never become the Pope. I'll be the black the, Pope. The, He'll be but, the white Pope. Do not fight. Do not fight. There's a black Pope. There's, no, there's this, like this a black a, Pope and a white Pope. This is another and misunderstanding. The, so the, the do not black fight pope, God's will. You are, you are meant no, to be the Pope. No, you're right. If the Pope, if God wanted me to be the Pope, I would do it. If that's Thank what you. God wanted. Thank you. Um, but I will say the, the black Pope, that's a misconception. That's kind of a tongue-in-cheek He can't drink if he's going to become Jesuits. the Pope all the time. That's not true. The Pope can drink. Can he drink? Can he smoke? Yeah, the Pope's allowed to drink. Yeah, Pope Pius X, uh, St. Pope Pius X had one cigarette every day. Is the Pope allowed to smell like shit, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would imagine that was their only option for a lot of history, Clint. I mean, you didn't have indoor plumbing for a while. People were showering every day, so there's precedent for it. Oh, my God. I love uh, this. I want to get into another video here before we uh, have to log off here. As Of course, there's a viral video going around right now of Sean Strickland, former UFC champion, who, by the way, still should be UFC champion, who absolutely was robbed of a victory a couple days ago at this UFC event in Canada, where the probably Probably Canuck Canadian judges cheated him out of a decision that, according to many people, Dana White, Joe Rogan, he should have won. I think he has. Uh, he's talking about potentially running as a, as a politician in some kind of local election. He says this is better than starting off a CBD company. Hey, we got a CBD company too, TakeCalm.com. It's not that bad of a business to be in. But this is what he had to say. And this clip highlights a, a very clear kind of populist agenda that is becoming more popular than ever. Here's the clip. We live in the matrix where like society actively tries to numb me. They actively try to say, hey, when you wake up at four in the morning and you have to go lay rebar in LAX and you don't make enough money, even though you work an eight hour job with overtime, you don't make enough money to raise a family. So guess what? Now your wife also has to work a job. And go, don't worry, the, 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 you, the, the school system will raise your kids. And, and all while they do that, they, they beat you into the fucking dirt. And they say, hey, but you know what? You could try this new vodka, Jack Daniels. It's fucking great. Go down smooth. And 
it's so difficult in life not to want to reach towards, even if it's a social media addiction, even if it's a sex addiction, it's so difficult in life for the average man to to go work his ass off, come home and still not have enough. And all you got to do is take a drag, take a hit, take a drink. And for that split moment, the worries go away. Yeah. It's, it's such a fucking struggle. Yeah, you got that, uh, Seamus? <laughs> That's right. No, I was but, just thinking the same thing. No, but in all seriousness, would you vote for Sean Strickland to be any kind of politician or representative here in the United yes. States? Luke, I would I would pick a random name out of the phone book <laughs> to be a representative in the United Touché. States compared to the people we have now. Touché. The phone book people would do better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think so. Taxi I think that's drivers. that's that's a new system of government we should yeah. implement. I think I got I, I hate to say it, I think that might have been Bill Buckley who said that. Not my favorite, but it was like the first hundred page, the first hundred names in the phone book could do a better job governing. Well, it's it's obviously true, but just to get into kind of the the merit of his argument there. I think it's really like it's really profound, and the 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 there is a a moment that's happening right now. I think where people are realizing that yeah, they have kind of been uh, they've they've been beaten down, and I, I think this is the reason that you've seen the the rise of the Andrew Tates and the Jordan Petersons of the world is that that young men in particular have felt so rudderless and so hopeless for so long. And I think it's really inspiring to see someone like him, someone who's bucking PC culture, who's willing to call the media to their face, the enemy of the people. He's basically taking the Trump, the the Trump path, but he's also adding into that an incredible work ethic that took him to the highest heights of his uh, his industry as an MMA fighter. Yeah, he was asked specifically, um, "Please run for Congress," by by a random user on Twitter, and he responded, "Quote: After MMA, I have a lot more wars in me. Until then." I'll just be speaking for you guys in the cage. And uh, let's just hope he doesn't sustain a lot of brain damage. Uh, but, but still, a lot less brain damage than Joe Biden there. Uh, as, of course, the guy has metal stints in his freaking brain. Well, Two was, of them, which it was is just, absolutely crazy. It was less than a month ago that he was fighting Duplessis in the, in the crowd at the, outside the octagon. So he's very unhinged. But I, personally, as a fan of, of insanity, I love it. And this is what we need more of. We need... We need duels in in uh, the Senate hearings. We need we need all the all the fun. We like stop with the psyops. I want to see you guys fight. If you're going to control over me, I want you to actually risk something. That's my that's my policy. Well, a, a lot of the shirts that he was wearing for his uh, his fight the last few days all had uh, Strickland 2024 on them. And the comments that he's making, he said it also just a couple hours ago. After I'm done fighting in a few years, and I'm just sitting on a big old pile of money. I probably will run for some public office position. I'll never win, but I'd rather do something I care about instead of starting a CBD company. <laughs> He's going to win, by the way. If yeah. he runs, he will win. I, absolutely. There's no way that, that he can't, especially with everyone now trying to cancel him. And uh, Dana White brilliantly kind of answering back, saying, you want me to put a leash on, on people? You want me to control what they think? Are you absolutely absurd? Are you absolutely freaking crazy? As the Canadians, as the Canucks there, live by a different way of life that is essentially there to control people's minds, which is just, just I, infuriating. I checked out Tim Cast last night and and Tim Poole was actually talking about this. He was saying, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big UFC fan, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, Strickland brought me in and then Dana White, uh, his defense of free speech, and he's like, I am now a fan of this sport. And I think there's so there's such a desire from people to see any sort of courage, any sort of anti-woke 
you know, momentum that it's going to attract people. And I'm, I'm hopeful because yeah. I think it's a great sport. I've been, a, I've been a fan for 20 years anyways, but now to see, you know, quote unquote normies come in and be like, no, no, there's actually, this is a, a beautiful sport and there's actual truth being told here. And this is what I kind of want to say to James, because James, you've had a lot of black pills. I've did too throughout my entire mm-hmm. career. But this is the UFC. This is one of the the best kind of sports in the world. One of the most popular sports in the world. Giving a big fuck you to the establishment. Right. Saying we're going to say the most outlandish, the most craziest shit. And it shows you, you don't always have to choose between money and, and, and doing the right thing. It's kind of like the yeah. Carrie Lake story that we saw earlier today. It's sort of the same theme. That that's. I think it was a big step for her to do that. And it's a big step for Elon Musk to tell the F you. I'm not going to be blackmailed yeah. by your advertisers. It's a big step for UFC. There's something happening in the cultural zeitgeist where there's sort of this populism that's empowering people. There, there, there does definitely seem to be a shift. There definitely does seem to be a moment of they pushed us too far. I think COVID was a perfect uh, thing that, that essentially started a lot of people's paths to understanding just how fucking fucked up and corrupt and evil government is. And there is a spiritual aspect well, of this. And this is why, even though I give Seamus a lot of crap, we always appreciate having him on because he comes you, from man. his own kind of religious perspective. Because for me, uh, James, I don't know if this is true for you. I know it's true for Seamus. This is a larger spiritual war. There's a larger energetic um, uh, component to this. Tucker Carlson talks about inter- interdimensional beings here making secret deals with the U.S. government. What, what is your understanding? Because we have some members of our forum specifically asking, do you have any kind of religious or, or spiritual component in understanding to what you do since you are on a, a huge trajectory fighting Goliath? You are essentially David. You are fighting something that is bigger than you and you're sacrificing yourself and you're doing something for the greater good. That, that definitely does resonate and speak for a lot of people and, and inspire them. Well, well, thank you for that comment and that that point and that issue that's that's quite a that's quite a topic of discussion i don't know if i can summarize that in 30 seconds uh um take your time but i've written a book about called american muckraker that's not a plug it's just a fact of my life and i in this book i talk about suffering the first chapter was all about um the spiritual aspect of this and i and i did not get into this thinking it would become spiritual but it really is a fight of good and evil and you mentioned solzhenitsyn in there that that my favorite quote and that, and that, or doesn't Jordan Peterson say that if you look at a human soul, it goes all the way to hell, and it kind of oscillates. The good and evil oscillates in each and every one of us. And I, and I, and I began to realize that the thing I'm fighting against is not the government or the left, or the right. It's just this, this, this wickedness that exists in in people. And um, and I, and I also have to say that I get I get a, a lot of questions like, aren't you afraid? Everyone, everyone's trying to project their fear onto me. And I get tired of it, and I and I and I and I guess I choose faith over fear, um, but it seems to me most Americans are just consumed by fear and consumed by the worst things that could happen to them. And I and I and I know that you're an artist with the work that you do, and I consider what I do to be an art form, and I just focus on the passion. But I do have faith, and I and I will say, Luke, that even though I have been. Uh, uh, Black pill moments, you said? Was it black pill experiences? Like throughout your career, and and you've been around for a very long time, just like I have. There's a lot of black pills that we take from the experiences that we face sometimes that are... Yes, disheartening. Exactly. The most disheartening thing I've ever been through was being fired from the company that I founded. That was was a tough one. That, That was a really... And I know that people have been through that in business, I guess. But it was really tough. Uh, And I learned a lot about human nature. 
And I realized that the thing that I'm actually fighting against is human nature itself. And that was a mind trip. That was a total mind trip. Uh, and then I have to find people, this is the hardest part, who actually share my values. And that's very difficult. And that I can trust. And if you create a Venn diagram of all the qualities I'm looking to find, you have to be ballsy, creative, you have to be competent, smart, trustworthy, loyal. It's like the Boy Scout, model, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful. <laughs> you have to have all cheerful. these qualities. You have to be a man of faith, a man of principle, or a woman. What is a woman? I don't know. You have to be, <laughs> you think, where are these people going to come from? So, and you know, that that was difficult, but I, I, I it made me stronger. And, um, you know, they say that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's very cliche, Nietzsche, right? Emphasis on the first part of that statement. What doesn't kill you? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a near-death experience that I had. And when one has near-death experiences, one becomes, I, I guess in my case, I, I, I developed a greater sense of faith. What, what surprised me about it is that it was such a, such a you know, massive level of betrayal that you, that you dealt with. And it seemed as if you didn't even skip a beat. Like, did you, did you take any time off to, no. to lick your wounds? Nothing. Well, uh, the first week I said to pool, I mean, they gave me, I, I founded it when I was 23. I'm now 39, 38 last year. They gave me like one week's pay. So for my employees, I would give them six months severance. I mean, I mean, I was indemnifying people to the tune of millions. Wow. And, and my sister and I built the, building we were she was the architect they locked me out of my own building so the 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 you know any elon musk went through this with paypal and steve jobs went through this those are massive companies i mean we, people have been through this but the pain i think i lost 10 pounds in 10 days i mean i couldn't eat yeah. but then i was like you know you go through these experiences like luke's been through some things like luke and i went to greece funny enough and this guy's in the protest and he's getting tear gassed i mean we've all been through things but I think pain, real pain, betrayal, suffering, it, 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 it can make you better. Mm -hmm. And it can teach you things. Yeah, man. Yep. It can, I mean, every one of us has been and knows what pain feels like, loss of loved ones, et cetera. But did, did I miss skip a beat? It took me about 10 days of excruciating pain. And then I sort of went back to the basics. I, I just went back to the basics. I said, what did I, what did I do in the very beginning? I had nothing. Well, I took a little hidden camera, put on a pimp coat, went to Acorn. <laughs> so let me go back to the basics. Let me go back to doing what I do best and doing what I love. And if I can re if I can build it once, I'll have to build it all over again. One of the producers at Veritas had actually said, when, when told what James O'Keefe, what is James going to do? And, and they said, well, I think James is going to start a new, new company, brand new news organization. And Pam, and Pam was her name. Pam was her saying, but that's, but that's impossible. She said, that's too hard. That's too difficult. And they said, well, that's what, that's what James is going to do. Well, I, yeah, I a, just, lot of, a lot of people call it, uh, you call it pain, I call it trauma. I was literally talking about this with, with Zuby. He's going to be releasing a podcast that I did with him. And, and I was going over all the kind of crazy moments that I've been through in my life that, that dealt with a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. I also had one of my organizations taken away from me, all my resources taken away from me, email lists, websites, everything that I possibly uh, built up and worked very hard for, just to kind of take it away from me early on in my kind of life, as well as losing someone like, like my best friend that was close to me. So so I've, I've, I've been through the ringer as well. And then I, I, I kind of realized, and I said something very 
very similar to what you said is that these traumatic moments either make you or break you and you get to decide what they what what happens with every one of those particular decisions and i think warping your mind in a way like okay this happened what am i going to make significant out of this to move in a trajectory that's going to be positive instead of negative that takes a special mindset because a lot of people deal with a lot of stuff and they're looking at the world and they're blaming everyone else and not looking internally not looking for growth not looking for progress and the best way to do that is to use trauma pain as, as fuel mm. to have a better freaking life and i think you've done that in an incredible way and i think all the greatest kind of political pundits and and scholars and, and religious figures and and historic people people in history all have done that as well i just wanted to well compliment both of you guys it's it's incredible what you've accomplished but uh kind of a similar story for me coming out of california and shutting down my my multi-million dollar company it was like all right i'm gonna start brand new I'm going to start over from zero, basically. And it, and I think that there's something to be said about the challenge that comes with trying not to be a one-hit wonder. Can I can I do this again? Can I act as if I'm starving when I'm not? Because like a lot of people in your 20s, it's like you don't have a choice but to grind. But if you're in your 30s, if you've if you've actually saved and invested, hopefully you're not starting from you know the yeah. total bottom barrel. Can you still have that fire? Can you yeah. still wake up and work tirelessly mm-hmm. every day? Most people can't. Most people can't. Yeah. And and I think that 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 is what that is what decides. Can you, will you be a one hit wonder or will you be Aerosmith? Well, or Elon whatever? Musk at fifty three. I read the book. He slept under the desk at at, at Twitter now X. Exactly. That's remarkable for a fifty two year old billionaire. <laughs> um, to your point, and that, that what you just said is very profound. You're right. You can hustle for ten years, but if you stop, but most people I've I've seen it in my life. Most people just don't want to work. Most people want to work from home. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you can't do the journalism in your house. And they're like, I just don't want. Even the journalists that work for me, they want to stay home. I'm like, how are you going to get a story sitting there with your camera? How are you going to do it, huh? It's just like it's just it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. And I said, you got to, they don't even want to, most people just don't want to work, you know? And so it's, you're right. You did Luke. I love what you said about you choose whether it, um, makes or breaks you, makes or breaks you. That's, that's, I think the most powerful thing you said. We, we could talk about this for all, but we also have a lot of results coming in from New Hampshire right now, as of course, we're getting reports that Trump is itching, is inching to an early lead. Seamus, can you look up some of the latest poll numbers and then uh, yeah, break sure, down but- what's happening there right now? As of course, Trump now has a lead over Nikki Haley in the latest New Hampshire polls coming out there. As of course, Donald Trump is still saying that he wants a blowout win against Nikki Haley. Again, uh, the first polls are closing and uh, they're showing half of the voters also think Biden didn't legitimately win the 2020 election. There's a lot of news coming in right now from New Hampshire. First polls have closed. I don't know if you have any of those numbers, Seamus, to kind of break down and describe what's kind of happening here, but it, it does look Trump is is uh, in the lead here early on. Clint, feel free to also get your phone out. And, yeah, I'm struggling uh, yeah. to well, find it right now. Quick question for James while we while we get yeah. the, the results. Um, have you ever been leaked any like real damning evidence of uh, election, uh, you know, vote tabulation manipulation? No, no I, I've done undercover work. Um, hmm. I've never gotten 
a leak of that nature. Only circumstantial evidence. Yeah, that's that's what all I've seen is. And, well. and and I think that that's the problem. I don't like circumstantial evidence. No, of course. Yeah, we need solid proof, and we need sometimes two sources to back up claims, so, and uh, that that's very very difficult to get a lot of the times. It's not easy to 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 verify a lot of these stories. This is the uh, first result that I was able to find. This is on the Guardian, uh, referring to the New Hampshire Republican primary. It says about 16.9% of the vote has been counted. Trump is at 54%. Nikki Haley is at 44%. And uh, Ryan Binkley's at 0%. I'm, so ru- I'm rooting was, for Yeah, for I was rooting for him. But that's pretty, for Trump? That, that's uh, pretty Trump close. Trump is at 54 Yeah, I'm shocked oh, that it's that close between Trump and Haley. But as we discussed earlier, Democrats can vote in these things if they'd like. Exactly. exactly. So, and Still uh, a 10-point lead, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not a lot. Trump is hoping for a 30-point lead. Oh wow! Um, so that's what he's expecting. I'll be a little sad if he doesn't get it. Uh, but but uh, I will. No, this is this is going to be a, a very interesting race since it's it's going to dictate the future of the Republican presidential party, but also the future of this country and, and the future of a potential world world war. Uh, we're going to keep looking at the numbers, but before that, we also have some Rumble rants. We got another one here by Skewzy Q Love saying, "What are the three things?" that James sees as the country's biggest challenges in 2024. I don't know if you want to answer that one or not. The three things that I see as the challenge. I think the border is a The border is a mess. So I think there's two main stories of 24 challenges, if you want to call them, I suppose. The border is a massive story that I don't think people realize is as massive as it is. And the election integrity. And number three... The third major issue is how do we avoid civil unrest regardless of the outcome? Because if you just think about this logically, not rationally, and not politically, so if Trump wins, civil unrest. If Trump does not win, civil unrest. Does Merrick Garland let Trump win? And there's just I, I just think this is so fascinating. I don't know how what what can someone give me an outcome where where things don't just completely go to shit? That's is a- there any possible outcome where things don't where things don't quote fall apart to quote the, the poem the poet Yeats the center cannot hold things fall apart I don't know it would well as we discussed a lot of this is spiritual and I believe it would require supernatural intervention for, for things that, to not fall apart yeah I think that things can also fall apart and come back together it's another very real possibility this this country could uh, become completely and utterly destroyed and then come back from the dead in fact I would argue that this country already has been destroyed. One thing that the venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen said was that communism is not what destroys a society. Communism is the rot that sets in after your society is already dead. And so I think the reason we're at this point is because our society and our culture is already dead. But I don't say that to make people despair because resurrection is something that I very much believe in. And it's something that I think can happen for this country, but it only happens if you turn back to God. Steph, go to to the browser really quick, because of course, 16% of the vote is counted. Donald Trump is at 54.2%, Nikki Haley, 44.8%, a very close race here. And uh, one of the uh, districts that I have highlighted here is We Are. I actually lived in We Are. Um, and overwhelmingly, they voted for Donald Trump, 63%, and Nikki Haley, 36.3%. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to point out we are because there's we are change, and then there's we are in New Hampshire, and that's a great place to be in. <laughs> but uh, Manchester uh, still looks like it's going for uh, Donald Trump. It is, it is a, a very heavy Democratic kind of area with a lot of mass holes living in there. Uh, but uh, some places are going for, for Haley, as, of course, the votes are being counted in right Right now, and I think this is important to pay attention to as well. Someone had something else to say. Yeah, I just wanted to add. You know, 
this is also kind of a biblical phrasing, but the pressure from uh, above, pressure from below. I think that what we're seeing coming out of academia is the pressure from above. You have all of these college graduates that come out. They're very, very much uh, in the woke Marxist worldview. But then you have these immigrants that are coming across. Obviously, some of them are here to work hard and improve their family and they're great people. And I'm not I'm not blanket statement statement on these folks. But there are many of them that are coming across that do not share our culture, do not uh, you know, value the Bill of Rights in the way that, that the domestic population does or at least used to. So you have these two population centers that are coming in. And I just like, can, can you out reproduce? Can you out homeschool when you have two funnels and you only have one that's competing? And I think that's that's the challenge. And I think that's why the border has been left, left open. I think that's why academia has uh become what it is. Yeah, the polls are going to be closing in two minutes. I, I think we'll go a little bit over. James, you don't have to stay for too long if you're tired and, and if you're exhausted, but we, I want to see the polls come in in just a few minutes from now. We have another uh, rumble rant from Scusi Q Love saying, money is the root of all evil. A lot mm-hmm. of people like myself respect you so much, James, because you have morals and can't be bought. The work you have done is amazing. Would you ever run in politics? Never, never. I would, I would, I would, I have no interest in that, nor would anybody elect me anyway, but I have no interest in that money is, I would say that it's not money that's evil. It's the love of money. That's evil. That's right. And that's, I was just about to say, um, it's a misquote to say money is the root of all evil. The quote is actually the love of money is the root of all evil. And let me, let me add too. The only reason I was able to shut down my company and do and dedicate the last three and a half years of my life to speaking out against the tyranny that we're experiencing is because of money, because I had saved and invested and put myself in a position to do so. Like I wouldn't be a thing. No one would even know who I was had I had I mismanaged my money. So I strongly disagree with that assessment. It's like, can you have money and maintain your moral fiber? That's right. That's the better question. So Tucker said, can you be detached from your wealth to the point where you would give it up if it was the right thing to do? That's the point. And And I did. Yeah. God bless (laughs) you. Unfortunately. Tucker says today, it's unanimous. Everyone in power from the White House to the hedge fund managers to the Supreme Court, he's referring to the Texas decision, is trying to destroy the country by allowing it to be invaded. That leads the population to defend itself. Where are the men of Texas? Why aren't they protecting their state and their nation? And I replied to this threat. I said, well, money makes people do things they don't want to do. That's a quote from the movie Wall Street with, uh, with uh, Michael Douglas. And, I, and I've seen it. You know, um, Integrity <coughs> is so important. But the temptation is so great for people in this country. And I'm, I'm not talking about bad people. You think temptation. You think of like all types of weird like prostitution rings. No, 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 no. I'm t- temptation to pay your mortgage. That's right. The temptation to, to and by the way, what, you know, we talked about this on the last podcast I was with you on, which is a lot of it, what doesn't make sense is Christians who believe in this eternal life, but they take nothing with them when they die. Yeah. Yeah. So why are there, is there this obsession with stuff and security and safety. It's literally anti-everything they claim to be. So don't claim to be a Christian if you believe in all that, if, if, you, if you're not willing to live up to your principles, right? It, it's uh, really, just really, really quick, difficult. we just got breaking news right now, oh, is the Associated Press just called the race for Donald Trump. Well, With go. 17% of the well, votes counted, the Associated Press, according to, the, uh, according to their website, says Donald Trump has officially won 
the New Hampshire GOP primary, as of course he has now 54.1% of the vote. Nikki Haley, 45% of the vote. Vote. There's still some individuals uh, that are, um, I, I guess, not paying attention that are voting for Ron DeSantis. There's 40 <laughs> people that voted for Chris Christie. God save those people. 16 people for Ryan Blink, uh, Blinkley. Uh, 16 bloodthirsty neoconservatives that are probably a part of some secret death cult that voted, voted for Mike Pence. And then 14 people that voted for Vivek Ramaswamy. Did, did but the race has already been called really early, just like it was in Iowa. 17% of the votes counted. AP decides they, Donald they Trump. What have, is your guys' response They to must have this? set up a, a polling center in a, in a chow house to get Chris Christie those 40 votes. <laughs> Uh, look, I, the, I'm the not, pig I'm, sty. The, 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 I lived on a pig farm in, in New Hampshire, and uh, who knows? Maybe those pigs <laughs> decided to come out look, and vote and, I was and support actually, their fellow porky. I was por- actually, porker. I was in the audience when you guys were uh, talking about this last time. I was I was on the next night for Timcast, but um, when I was watching it, and they called the fucking election at one percent, and I was like, "This is that so hilarious." Yeah. It's just, but it's so crazy. Like, if they were to do that, if Trump was losing and they were to call it at one percent, everyone would. Say this is election interference. This Fair. is totally unfair. This is totally rigging yeah. and all that. And it's like, why are they doing this? Why do they call it so early? I mean, it's only a nine percent lead with seventeen percent in. There's no way you can actually know definitively that Trump has won at this point. Now, granted, he will probably win, but like, why do they have to do this? You just have to be first. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the poll numbers are, are showing it is is closer than a lot of people have expected it to, to be. Depressingly uh, so, yeah. yeah. I was hoping he was just going to totally roll over her. And also, part of me was hoping, well, if Vivek is no longer in the race and DeSantis is no longer in the race and, and those are people who might be competing with Trump for votes, then he should totally crush Nikki Haley. Had Vivek been in this race, Trump might be losing in New Hampshire right now. Yeah. Like, real yeah. shit. Yeah. If Trump and DeSantis both were, I think yeah. it'd be a real possibility. Hold on, I want to pull up a video really quick. Uh, Steph, don't put on the browser yet. Um, there's a video allegedly showing that um, exit polling is highlighting how uh, Republicans aren't voting, but Democrats are. Mm. Well, there you uh, go. Here's the video by End Wokeness that uh, is being shared around by everyone right now. Do you identify as a Republican? Do you identify as a, a Democrat? Or do you identify as an independent? And here's what we found in this exit poll so far. And I think this jumps right out at you. A minority of voters in this first wave of the exit poll in the Republican primary identify as Republicans. A majority, 53%, identify as either independents, 45%, or And this is a high number historically, 8% identify as Democrats. For some context here, in 2016, the last competitive Republican primary, presidential primary in New Hampshire, the electorate was 55% Republican. It was 42% independent, and it was 3% Democratic. Mm. So in this initial wave, you're seeing some significant differences from 2016. We asked folks coming into the polls, do you identify as a Republican? Do you identify? So, uh, just looping uh, back in here. here uh, uh, I'm pulling up more videos. <laughs> Go ahead, Clint or Seamus. Clint or Seamus? Oh, sorry. no, I, I mean, it's it's not surprising. This was their plan all along, but it is kind of amazing that you got that level of turnout and and admission. Trump, and Trump is still winning, though. Well, not, so, and not, even not the independents Trump, are still turning Trump, out for him. Oh, Trump won. 
I, I just want to say this too, not just that level of turnout, but that level of admission and acknowledgement. I would imagine if you're going to vote in the primary for another political party and you get asked what party you're part you're of when you're leaving, you're probably going to say independent or you're just going to lie. You know, you're going to say exactly. Republican. But people aren't so lying. We have, we have this new video from uh, CNN uh, that's uh, one of the Democratic voters just saying, yeah, I'm a Democrat. Here it is just really yeah, quickly. No, but some of them but, are, but plenty of them probably aren't, is Nikki, my point. Yeah, yeah. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Um, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. What is the... Yeah, um, that's the primary system that they have set up in New Hampshire. And uh, it's pretty clear that uh, these polls, even though they're, they're close, kind of skew and, and highlight Democrats participating in a larger kind of rebuttal of Donald Trump, who they're absolutely terrified of and uh, do not want to become the next president I, of been, the United States. I've been very clear about this. I am not a Trump supporter, but it makes my fucking blood boil when I see Democrats hitting the polls to fucking put in the worst neocon swamp mm -hmm. monster crony bitch that has ever walked the like since Hillary Clinton. She's the fucking worst. And you guys are trying to foist her upon us. So, so we have Joe Biden who's leading us to World War Three blindly with his fucking brain dead actions. Or we have a chick who's like just cashing millions of dollars with of checks from Boeing. I fucking hate Democrats. I really, really do. I know it's not good for my political career. I don't give a fuck. I'm telling the truth. They're the worst people imaginable. They're so bad. Nikki Haley. She's the worst. No, no one agrees with me here. Uh, no, I certainly agree that Nikki Haley is awful, and I think it is very sad. And it just goes to show you that these aren't people who are interested in peace, love, prosperity, or any of the things that they claim that they're interested they're in. What they soaked, care about man. is ensuring that the status quo is upheld. Yeah, they're blood-soaked. I, I would agree with you. Uh, they they want to ensure that the status quo is upheld, and Nikki Haley is going to be the person who will do that for them. But the status quo is evil, dude. For sure. Like, we're talking... Hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians are dead because of Joe Biden's interference in Ukrainian and, political uh, uh, with system. With a war that basically everyone in Europe knew Russia was going to win and that we were only going to prolong and end up bringing about more civilian yeah, deaths if was, we interfered. And we still did it and we still brought about more civilian deaths. And it, it just it is what it is. You're right. The status quo is was, disgusting. It's it how the system functions. It was Victoria Nuland under the Biden administration or under the Obama administration with, with yeah, Biden right. as the point man that's for right. Ukraine. That's the entire reason that... Our, the relationship got so fucking out of hand. This mm -hmm. dude is a war criminal himself. Mm -hmm. Now we, now the Democrats want me to have to choose between war criminal Nikki Haley or war criminal Joe Biden. That's right. It is fucking infuriating. What do you guys would have? But she's uh, a girl boss war criminal. Uh, she's a man eater, and she's a person of color. That's right. And she's a nice, uh, you know, a persecuted uh, Indian lady who wasn't at all chubby and disqualified from beauty pageants because of her chubbiness. Is that because true? Because of her skin color that, that was very white. Wait, very wait. White. Did this there's happen? a photo. There's this? a photo that was release of her she was chunky i wouldn't clint would <laughs> whoa wait i have no idea what you're talking about nikki We're haley was in about her as a kid i don't even want to talk about this she claimed she claimed that she uh she was prejudiced against because she was brown and oh, okay uh, whatever and then people were showing so, her oh, in I, her think I, did, yeah. I saw a headline where she said she was made fun of every day for being brown yeah, as exactly. a kid that was so stupid yeah she's lying um, as if as if, keep in mind she was born in 72 this is fucking, there was no, like, this overt that was the Jim racism Crow that exists. Era. I yeah. mean, come on. 
It's ridiculous. 18% of the vote. Donald Trump is moving forward a little bit, but still very close here. Uh, last kind of closing question. What would you guys think would be happening right now if Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy were still running? Well, I don't know about DeSantis because I think a lot of DeSantis supporters probably shifted to Haley, but uh, I think plenty of them shifted to Trump too. Vivek, though, he would have been sucking seven, eight, nine points off of Trump. Sorry, that sounded grotesque, but you know what I'm saying. I was going to say, what was the, <laughs> where were you going with that? How does one get points? Yeah. You suck the points off of Trump, you son of a bitch. Uh, but but I honestly think like that's the spread right now. So if Vivek was in this race, this is why Trump ought to, I mean, he is already like boosting his signal, but he ought to continue to do so. He ought to continue to take advice from Vivek because Vivek did him a huge solid bailing when he did. He would have yeah. crushed in New Hampshire. People don't know this, but libertarians have a lot of affinity for Vivek after talking about cutting 75% of the federal workforce. You're speaking our fucking language when you talk like that. So yeah. for him getting out of there with the Free State Project, a lot of those people yeah. shifted over and voted for Trump. Jeremy of the Free State Project was actually supporting uh, Vivek exactly. Ramaswamy, which was pretty a big deal since you know a lot of the kind of anarchists are like, you're still voting, bro? Yeah. Um, so it, so uh, I, I think Ron DeSantis would have had uh, good support as well because of the kind of uh, COVID uh, things that he was kind of bringing up as well. But yeah, very close race. Uh, you have it here. The AP just called it for Donald Trump. Well, there we go. Uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on this story, but uh, we already have been live for two plus hours. James, thank you so much for, you. for being a part of this broadcast. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Uh, for the people watching right now, click the subscribe button, click the notification button. You don't have an account. What are you doing? Plus, we reach 100K. And uh, of course, uh, Clint gets tasered. Next episode, Seamus has volunteered to be tasered himself what? for, I did not do that. That's for, not for no reason at all. So we're going to have a lot of fun here. <laughs> subscribe, happen. click the notification button. Uh, almost at 100K. And we just started like a month and a half ago. We'd be having a lot of fun here. James, thank you so much for making thank this you. podcast possible. Where can people find out more information about you and where can they support you? Oh, O'Keefe Media on all channels. That's at O'Keefe Media and O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. You can subscribe to my deal and stay tuned for tomorrow. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on X Spaces, we break a new story. Every Wednesday, each week, every week, tomorrow, another hidden camera investigation. Uh, making someone famous who doesn't want to be famous. <laughs> Atlas is here to tell you, don't go on theworstpoliticalshow.com. No, you should. Atlas, come here. Come here, sweetheart. Come don't here. Go, don't go to him. He's a strange, she, she, strange he's guy. He's holding Atlas because he knows that Atlas wants me. Come here. Come to Papa. She's, she's walking come away. Here. Come here, Atlas. Oh, who's my good girl? You are so good. Come here. God, these guys compete over everything. It's so I'm ridiculous. I am a little bit concerned because I here. did find a can of peanut butter in Seamus's room. <laughs> I was eating peanut butter. I was eating peanut butter. It's true. It's delicious. Were it's you eating the peanut butter? You guys are disgusting. You're actually animals. That's hideous. Was Come there or was there not peanut butter in your room? Come here. I was, Stay I was away from my dog, Seamus. Stay away from her. That's genuinely disgusting. Yes or no? Come here, sweetheart. Answer the question. Was there peanut butter in your room? I told you I ate peanut butter. Seamus, give your fucking plug so... So he can go to sleep. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Go. I actually can't go to sleep. I have to call back my source oh who's my waiting God. for me in the driveway. Um, so okay, you go ahead, uh, James. Don't wait you, for thank us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, James. Thank you, Luke. I'll be back. I, I make cartoons. I got a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. You guys check out my tie, Freedom Tunes. If you go to freedomtunes.com, you support us. You'll be helping us make content that defies the status quo of the dominant media culture. It's funny. We make fun of people who need to be made fun of. I think it's an awesome show. You'll also be supporting artists and people in the industry who are making a living, sticking it to the establishment. Real so, shit. So yeah, uh, the worst. Hold on, the worst political. Sh uh, put him on the worst political show dot com. 
The or, best political or show.com. freedomtunes.com. You can also just go no, to freedomtunes.com. Both no, will take you. No, the uh, website. Freedomtunes.com. It's horrible. I'll be honest. Freedom Tunes is not bad. It's, Freedom it, Tunes is great. It's, it's, it's horrible. pretty good. His, horrible. his podcast, Shamer, dog shit. Dog shit. Complete oh, dog shit. And I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm a man who can acknowledge when he's done wrong, and the podcast is just horrible. But Freedom Tunes is fantastic. Freedom Tunes is really funny. Yeah. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown. I will be in Georgia this weekend on Saturday. Me and Tower Gang are going to be hosting a presidential debate. Do you know how fucking insane that is? It's going to be so goddamn funny. You have to show out. Uh, and most importantly, if you guys could, you're on Rumble right now. We got 6,000, 7,000 people. Let's go to Liberty Lockdown on Rumble and subscribe. Only got like 6,000 subscribers over there. I would get more views than I do subscribers. Please, Liberty Lockdown, subscribe. Steph. Steph, we are change. Thank you. So, yeah, we're going to uh, taser Seamus. It's not going to happen. Um, thank so you we'll very much for volunteering because of the aggressions that you have committed against my pooch. I've done nothing. Subscribe. You're disgusting. Click You're the notifications. <laughs> <laughs> Click the notifications button. Don't go. To the worst political show, go to thebestpoliticalshow.com. That's right. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys uh, subscribing. Thank you. Stay tuned for more. All right. That was fun. That was great. 10-second delay.